This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Desert hills and cactus serve as the backdrop today as the NASCAR Winston Cup Series comes to life in the Arizona desert. The 2000 season is winding down with just three races to go, and there are championship implications in today's race. Bobby Labonte can't clinch the title today, but he can begin closing the deal. But he also knows it could go the other way. His job, don't worry about the championship, just race. We know that we we have to go out there and just uh, race like we have been because if we change our thought process, uh, you know, that's when something's going to happen. So, uh, you know, if we don't change our process and something happens, at least we'll know that we gave it our best shot. But uh, you know, we just go out there and just do uh, do what we have been and, and not worry about it. Uh, you think about it, but you don't want to worry about it. The championship and a chance to win on a tough and demanding racetrack. Those the issues today as MRN Radio brings you live coverage of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500 from Phoenix, Arizona. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Outback Steakhouse, NASCAR's bloomin' favorite. And by Wix Filters, the only filters officially licensed by NASCAR. Wix for NASCAR and your car. The 2000 NASCAR Winston Cup season is coming to a close, but the countdown to the championship for this year is heating up. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Moore, along with Barney Hall, here in Phoenix, Arizona, to bring you live coverage of the 32nd of 34 races this year, the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500. Yeah, Bobby Labonte does have a commanding lead to the points coming into this race, 201 points a margin over Dale Earnhardt. But everyone is anxiously waiting to see what will happen as the curtain begins to fall on this season. And Barney, Bobby can't clinch the title today, but he really could do some serious damage to Dale Earnhardt's chances. Yeah, if he finishes up in the top five and, uh, and Earnhardt finishes even within four or five positions of him there, it's not going to make that much difference. Dale doesn't want to lose any points, certainly, here this weekend. And as you say, he can't clinch it, but if he goes out of here with just a little over 300-point lead, all he has to do is start the next two races, which would be down at Homestead, Florida, and at Atlanta. So Earnhardt today knows that it could maybe swing in his favor, keep his hopes alive, as slim as they might be. So that's certainly going to be on his mind, and you can bet he's going to be running the wheels off that car to finish as far up front as he can. And Bobby, of course, knows he's got to do just what he does every time he climbs into a race car, and that is think about doing it the same not worrying about championship implications. But pole qualifying on Friday, Rusty Wallace won his ninth pole of the season, but qualifying was pretty interesting because of some of the other names near the front of the field, like Robert Presley, Ken Schrader, Kenny Wallace, and 22-year-old Ryan Newman. Yeah, we've got a lot of new names up in the top ten, and a good place to start here in the top ten at Phoenix. Track position, very important at this racetrack, as it is anywhere we go. going to be interesting to see how well Ryan Newman runs and stays up in that top ten. Uh, doesn't have that much experience in the cup cars, certainly, and but he feels like from talking to him a little bit uh, yesterday down there, I want to learn, but I want to run in the top ten all day if I can. The bottom line, as we said yesterday, when you come to Phoenix, usually some pretty good racing. Beautiful day for racing here in the Arizona desert. In a moment, we'll take you downstairs and hear from some of the drivers getting set to go in today's event. Back at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon. Big uh, pre-race festivities going on downstairs. Drivers being loaded up in Chevrolet trucks, taken around to wave to the fans. Let's see if we can catch a few before they go. Bud Pole winner for today's race should not be a big surprise. Rusty Wallace is qualified in the top ten here at Phoenix. Every time he's run here, that's 12 straight times. 
and he's the winningest Bud Pole winner this year, now with nine to his credit. But now, what about the race? Jim Phillips of Newport, Tennessee, is with Rusty Wallace. And it was one fantastic lap of 134.178 miles per hour that put him on the Bud Pole. This track is like one of your tracks, except one difference. It's not been the one that you finished that well. You've won here before, but not like you should have. There's been things that have happened to you. So how about today's race? Yeah, I really feel good about today's race. I told the guys last night, I said, you know, for some reason, when we come out here to Phoenix, we've lost batteries, we've lost alternators. I said, guys, put fresh alternators, fresh batteries on the car. And every time I've been here, I've always run great, and we won a couple years ago here. Got three or four poles, but I really feel good about today's race. The car's been handling good last night, but we need to get 20 or 30 laps under our belts and find out how it's going to perform. But right now, man, I'm real optimistic. Uh, Yesterday's race, when that long green flag come out and stayed out about 100 laps. That's what separated the field. Do you expect that today? Yeah, I really do. I, I think that now everybody's got their heads on so good in Winston Cup racing nowadays. We're running caution-free for a long time. And uh, yesterday, my car wasn't the fastest the first five or six laps, but after that, it really got flying. So I'm thinking that we're going to be better in long runs, but, you know, it's real overcast yesterday. Today, it's not as overcast, a little warmer, but it's still cool out here. What is it, about 70 degrees out here in Phoenix right now? But I'm pumped up for the race. I think we're just as good a shot as anybody out there. And with two real good finishes, he could move up a couple of positions in the point standings. That's Rusty Wallace. Rusty will run good here today, no doubt. Jeff Burton will start second in the race this afternoon. His best finish in six races here at Phoenix has been a fourth. He did that twice. He's had a great season in the Winston Cup uh, Series. Third in points, three wins, and 21 top ten finishes. He's hot off a win here yesterday in his bush car at Phoenix. Can he get two, make it two today? Let's find out. Winston Kelly's with him. Well, you can always tell when Barney Hall's been by the number 99 trailer. Jeff Burton's qualified well. So, Jeff, you had a good qualifying run in the car that led wire to wire from New Hampshire. Is it capable of doing that again today? Well, actually, this isn't the car that we ran at New Hampshire, but um, this is a good car. This car led a lot of laps at Martinsville, uh, led a lot of laps at Richmond, and, uh, we, we, you know, we feel like it's a good car. We were good in practice yesterday, uh, not in the morning practice. We made a lot of changes from the morning to the afternoon, and the afternoon we got pretty good. We weren't as good as some of the guys, but uh, we were real close, and we made a few more adjustments today. It's sunny today. It's been cloudy and looked like it was going to rain the whole weekend, but today it's sunny. I think that's going to make a big difference. Grip was a real problem for some drivers yesterday. You seem to have a handle on it better than anybody else. How about in this car? Um, I hope we have a handle on it better than everybody else. Again, we, we were in pretty good shape yesterday, uh, but I think the track will be slicker today because the sun is out, and I think what worked yesterday may not work today. So uh, I'm kind of kind of excited to get going here and see what we've got. So I think we're going to have to adjust our car really quick because I think the track will be a lot different. One of the drivers that some of the other teams are pointing to as a contender to win today is Jeff Burton, who rolls off second. As we mentioned a few moments ago, there's a couple of names near the front of the field from Bud Pole Qualifying Friday we don't usually see up there, like Robert Presley. He surprised everybody with a third-place run in Bud Pole Qualifying on Friday. It's Robert's best starting spot since 1995 when he started second at Martinsville, and that same year had a second-place start at New Hampshire. question is now, can he keep it near the front? Marty Snyder of Charlotte, North Carolina, is with today's third-place starter. Well, Joe, the weekend was going great for Robert until yesterday, third fastest however friday in qualifying but yesterday in happy hour third from the bottom what happened in happy hour and how many changes this morning to make the car better uh ryan he changed about everything on the car we was just real bad uh yesterday in happy hour but uh after it's all over we found out i uh, had some right front suspension damage on the car that just hadn't uh, really caught you know trying to be conservative on the setup and changed it so i think we got this jasper engine ford ready to go today Yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series race, the field got strung out so quickly 
How important will track position be today, and how key is it to start up front? It's going to be the key to be up front, but, you know, this is one of them good race tracks where track position don't really mean as much as uh, like your Charlottes, Bristols, and places like that. So good handling race car. I think we'll see that 20 car coming up through there pretty quick today. Well, they haven't finished in the top ten since June at Michigan. Robert Presley today will start third. Robert told me this morning we were chatting a little bit about what happened yesterday in happy hour practice. He says, well, at least we know what not to do to make the car go in the right direction. Well, our last race on the circuit of the 2000 season was at the North Carolina Speedway just a couple of weeks ago. The uh, pop-secret microwave popcorn 400. Jeremy Mayfield was on the bud pole for that race. Now Parts Plus, the best auto parts you can buy on and off the track, brings you up to speed as we take a look back at that event. Of course, the race had some big championship implications near the end when series point leader Bobby Labonte came in early for his final stop of the day. There is caution out in the Pop Secret 400. Bobby Labonte's pit strategy is going to be foiled by a huge fire on pit road. Winston Kelly. There was a fire. It was in the 17 pit, talking about the Matt Kenseth pit. He had come down pit road. We didn't see exactly what triggered it, but it was a huge fire here on pit road. Bobby wound up 25th, a lap down after the caution flag, and Rusty Wallace came out as the race leader, at least until lap 350 when the caution flew again. Caution on the speedway. Trouble in turn one for Michael Waltrip. Here's the race back to the yellow flag. Burton looks low on Rusty Wallace. Not going to work. Rusty leads to the yellow. Let's go to Joe Moore in turn one. Michael Waltrip coming into the corner. Boy, he's had some problems today, and they continue. This could be it, though. Big plume of smoke out of the nation's red Chevrolet, and Michael Waltrip dropped to the apron of the racetrack off turn two. Then came the final stops of the day, and it was the best of the day for Dale Jarrett and the Robert Yates team. And another great stop for Dale Jarrett's team. 14.9 on the stop. Half a round of wedge into the left rear. That should tighten him up just a little bit. Still a little bit loose for Dale Jarrett. And Dale Jarrett is going to lead off of pit road, and I believe this is the first time he's led the race all day long. And DJ held on for the final 43 laps in that event to score the win, only his second of the year and his first ever at Rockingham. DJ Aldon makes his way off turn two for the final time this afternoon. Dale Jarrett about three quarters of a mile away from his second victory of the year 2000, dives into turn number three, brings it up towards the top of the banking. He's all alone once again off four looking for the checkers. Dale Jarrett won the race. Bobby Labonte dodged another bullet as he managed a 20th place finish with Dale Earnhardt finishing in 17th. Bobby left Rockingham with a 201-point championship lead. Remember to see your local Parts Plus store for NASCAR officially licensed auto parts. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. This is our house, the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and it's packed full of classic and present-day cars, including Petties, Earnhardts, and Waltrips, as well as interactive experiences, realistic racing simulators, and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. M-R-N Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Checker Auto Parts Duralube 500. 
sponsored by Ray Bestas, the official brakes of NASCAR, by Gatorade Thirst Quencher. You either have it in you or you don't. Gatorade, is it in you? By Husqvarna, the forest, lawn, and garden equipment of NASCAR. Two-way communication by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radios. By 76 Products, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. And by the Wide Track Grand Prix from Pontiac. Wider is better. Engines have fired, and the field is just now completing the first of three pace laps before we get today's race underway, the Checkered Auto Parts Duraloop 500. Hello again, Joe Moore along with Barney Hall, MRN Radio, here to bring you live coverage of the 32nd of 34 races in this 2000 season. And Barney, as we said before, perfect day to go racing here in the Arizona desert. Yeah, and to the delight of the 100,000-plus racing fans, the cars are on the speedway. They'll make a couple of more laps before they put them under green this afternoon. The sun is shining brightly, and the Fans started coming in here before daylight this morning. I think they're going to be treated to a really good show. As we said, this is a track that demands you don't overdrive it. If you do, you can get yourself in trouble. A lot of guys get carried away. The car feels a little bit good. Kind of anxious to see what happens the first 15 or 20 laps. Very wide in the corners, so you have your choice of lanes. Matter of fact, let's hear from the voices that will cover the action out of the corners here this afternoon. This is a one-mile layout, a dog leg on the back straightaway. But it gets pretty interesting. Then it turns one and two to cover the action for us there from Rancho Cucamonga, California is Dan Hubbard. Thank you, Joe, and good afternoon, everybody. I'm high atop a scaffold just outside turns one and two, turns that absolutely demand an excellent handling race car. Many of these cars tend to push up the 11-degree banking all afternoon, making it difficult for these drivers to jump back on the throttle and build momentum for the backstretch. There are two racing grooves into turn one, but the track narrows up at the exit of turn two, which means decisions have to be made in a hurry. I'll be here to cover all the moves and the miscues at turns one and two of Phoenix International Raceway. And depending on which driver you talk to, whether you're going down into one and two or three and four, as to which end of this racetrack is the most difficult corner to negotiate. But to cover the action over in three and four for MRN this afternoon from Grand Rapids, Michigan, let's hear from Jeff Striegel. All right, thank you very much, Barney. And you know the thing that uh, throws another wrench into that whole mix is the sunshine. As you guys have already documented, it was cloud cover during practice and qualifying, and that meant the cars were tight as they uh, entered into turn number three, just nine degrees of banking on this end of the racetrack. It's wide, it's fast, there's two grooves, but as Jeff Gordon mentioned in the pre-race, you got to guess right. Those that do will go to the front, those that don't won't. I'll cover all the action from the Goodyear Bridge here at Phoenix in three and four. Field now working off that dog leg on the back straightaway down towards turns three and four, coming around for the start this next time by. Early laps here this afternoon. We'll probably see a little bit of patience by the drivers, hoping to get into the race a bit before they really start trying to make some moves. Sometimes that plays out, sometimes it does not. But we're about to find out as they work their way off turn four and get ready for the start here at Phoenix. Pace car about to ease in behind the pit wall. 43 cars ready to get down to business here this afternoon at the Phoenix International Raceway. About 800 feet from the start-finish line. Green flag is in the air, and we're underway. On the break as they race into turn number one. Jeff Burton on the outside. Rusty Wallace to the inside. Dead heat in the corner. Stays pretty even through turns one and two. Rusty down low. Jeff Burton up high. Robert Presley riding by himself in the third spot. It's side-by-side for fourth as they head through the dog leg. Still side-by-side at the front of field. Rusty Wallace down low. Jeff Burton up top. Robert Presley all alone in third spot. They're side by side for fourth and fifth. Johnny Benson and Steve Park as they exit four. Coming around to complete lap number one, Rusty Wallace finally squeezes by just by inches to lead the first lap. 
But Jeff Burton still works the outside lane, and Robert Presley waits to see which lane will open up. And Burton is working it well. He's hanging on to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Wallace has yet to clear them. The battle is still on for the lead down to turn three. Jeff Burton gets a good run up off of turn number two. He comes back and goes side by side with Rusty back into turn number three. Give the advantage to Burton at least for a moment. Here comes Rusty back on the inside. Either one of these drivers giving an inch in the early going, not even waiting to find out how slick this racetrack will be, although it has been bathed in sunshine all morning long. They are still a dead heat to turn two. Carbon copy of the first two laps. It's Rusty down low, Burton up high. Robert Presley with the best seat in the house. Steve Park now nails down the fourth spot. Field makes their way off of turn two. Presley going to stick right in behind Rusty Wallace. Rusty inches out the advantage back to three, but Burton is still there on the outside. Presley looking underneath Burton. Rusty, Burton, and Presley. Great ongoing battle for the lead as they come back down to the line to complete lap number three. This time it's Rusty Wallace taking control once again. He leads, but again it's just by inches over Jeff Burton. Slight, slight contact made as they entered into turn run. Rusty Wallace trying to clear Jeff Burton and I believe he finally got the job done as he races through the dogleg. So now Burton tucks in the line in the second spot. Rusty now out front all by himself. Jeff Burton falls in line running second. Robert Presley, Steve Park, and Johnny Benson, your top five. One reason Jeff Burton was running the leader Rusty Wallace so hard was he is caught in that outside line. Everybody else was tucked in behind Rusty, which meant if he didn't stay up there and couldn't find a place to tuck in, maybe 10 or 15 cars was going to get around him. He's still back in second place off turn two. Second place trying to chase down the leader Rusty Wallace in a bit of a gap. Back to the third place of Robert Presley, keeping Steve Park at bay. And that's where things are heating up is for that third position. Steve Park running into fourth position, closing down on Robert Presley. Johnny Benson holds on to fifth. Up front, here is Jeff Burton putting on the press once again, trying to get by Rusty Wallace. Snuck a look down to the inside. Now will fall back in line single file as they head to turn one. Jeff Burton likes to turn in late into turn one. He goes in that higher line than is Rusty Wallace. Is not able to eke out an advantage over that car, however. It's still Presley in third. Top ten cars, single file through the backstretch. Burton using that high line off of the dogleg as well, and also in entry into turn number three, but Wallace is going to drift high this time. That'll open things up for Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton thought he had a run on Rusty Wallace, got a fender down there, but then coming off the corner, Rusty pulls away and leaves him. Burton rides second, Presley is still third, Steve Park is fourth, Back in fifth is Johnny Benson. They're in one. Sixth place is Kenny Schrader. Seventh is Kenny Wallace. Eighth, Mark Martin. Ninth would be Bobby Labonte. And tenth is Ricky Craven. They make their way to turn three. And then behind them comes Jimmy Spencer back up at the front of the field. Rusty Wallace with about a two-car length advantage over Jeff Burton. About another five back to Robert Presley. He's got a mirror full of Steve Park. Good battle going on side-by-side for the 16th position. That is where Ward Burton has found a lane underneath Ricky Rudd. Ward completes the pass as they come up off turn number four. So Ward advances one spot. Also some good racing further back in the pack. Dale Earnhardt making a move. He's underneath Scott Pruitt now, racing for about 24th into turn one. And the nose on the Goodwin Chevrolet wiggles around a lot. Dale Earnhardt's got his arms full as he makes his move past Scott Pruitt, just barely clearing him before the dogleg. Further up, uh, Bobby Labonte to the inside of Kenny Wallace, Ricky Craven, and Jimmy Spencer. All these cars running side by side. Also looking back in the field to see where Tony Stewart is, if he's making any progress. And Tony's kind of boxed in back there in a big pack of traffic. For the moment, he's just going to have to use a little patience before he makes any moves to come to the front. Front two cars, head off turn number two and head over to three. And it is still just Westy Wallace and Jeff Burton running all by themselves. Steve Park to the inside of Robert Presley. He'll take over that third position. Johnny Benson running fifth. Then it's Kenny Schrader. Further back, you've got Mark Martin next in line. Then side by side, Bobby Labonte trying to make his move. He sneaks down to the inside of the racetrack to clear Kenny Wallace. That'll move him up now to the ninth position. The leaders head for turn one. Labonte just in front of Kenny Wallace. Jimmy Spencer and Ricky Craven. Dave Blaney also in that 
and Nick's tight pack racing off of turn two. Blaney took a look to the inside of Ricky Craven for just a moment, then falls back in line in the dogleg. They'll go single file. Now another car working by Matt Kenseth. That's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He's on the charge. Earnhardt Jr. trying to work his way up through the field. And again, Jeff Burton, as they came off four, stuck a fender down underneath Rusty Wallace. But that's about all he can do. He cannot get a run on him to get up there. They're back in two. He is thinking about it, Barney, though. He's trying to figure out how to get around the Miller Lite Ford. Now Burton's got a great run coming off of turn two. Right onto the dogleg. Here they come. Burton takes a look to the inside. Rusty Wallace will slam the door on that advancement. But again, he'll wash up the racetrack. Here comes Jeff Burton to the inside. Rusty just Pushed it a little too hard going into the corner. It opened the inside lane. Jeff Burton's going to reclaim the lead coming down to the line. Rusty gathers it back in. Doesn't lose that much ground. Right up on the bumper now as they head back to turn one. Wallace just half a car length off the rear bumper of Jeff Burton. And it's a ways back to the third spot of Steve Park. Good battle going on for fourth between Robert Presley and Johnny Benson. Johnny Benson running right behind Robert Presley as they get to the dogleg. Took a look underneath the Robert Presley. Couldn't get it done. Falls back in line. Now Presley will wash up the racetrack, and here comes Benson. Benson sees an opening just for a second. Not going to be able to take advantage of it as Robert gathers the car back in off turn number four and will hold him off as they go across the line. It's Jeff Burton leading. Rusty Wallace second. Steve Parks third. Robert Presley is fourth. Give Johnny Benson fifth. Sixth place right now. That is Ken Schrader. Mark Martin still running in seventh. Bobby Labonte is eighth. Kenny Wallace is ninth. And making up the top ten is Jimmy Spencer as the field goes over to turn three. And it's Jeff Burton by about three car lengths over Rusty Wallace. Three more back to Steve Park. Seen Robert Presley lose a couple of positions here in the opening laps. Also, Matt Kenseth, he's lost three, maybe as many as four positions. Kenseth started in 12th, now shown back in the 16th spot. Up front, though, it is still Jeff Burton leading the way. He, Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, that's the front three. Race now is going to be for the fourth position as they leave turn two and head down the back chute. Johnny Benson's got his nose up underneath the Robert Presley in the dogleg. Give the spot to Johnny Benson. He'll come to fourth. And now Kenny Schrader's going to try to gouge his way underneath Robert Presley. Won't be able to do it as they work their way out of the corner and back into the front straightaway. 15 laps coming up. 14 are now completed. And for Jeff Burton, he worked on Rusty Wallace, made Rusty just make a little bit of a slip over there in turns three and four a moment ago to grab the lead. Now he's opened up a lot of daylight on second place, Rusty Wallace in three. Got to wonder whether or not Rusty Wallace just a little bit tight here in turn number three because he has been washing up the racetrack. Not the case, though, for Jeff Burton. He's pinned to the bottom of the track. Here come the leaders now up off turn number four. They'll complete the 15th lap here this afternoon. It is Jeff Burton, Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, Johnny Benson, and Ken Schrader. Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts for our See Better Drive Safer sale. Right now, get a $15 gift card after mail-in rebate when you purchase a pair of Bosch Focus or Trico Titan wiper blades. We'll even install them for free. Plus, you'll earn double O rewards points. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 
Jeff Burton maintains the lead, about seven, maybe eight car lengths, but it's early in the day. Yesterday in the NASCAR Bush Series event, he did about the same thing, took off early, walked away and won that event, and obviously he's planning on that again today. It's Burton showing the way. Rusty Wallace is second. Steve Park is third. Johnny Benson fourth, and fifth is Bobby Labonte. Ken Schrader won sixth now. Seventh is Robert Presley. Mark Martin is eighth. Jimmy Spencer ninth and tenth is Kenny Wallace after 20 laps. And just a moment ago, a little contact going down the back straightaway between Ryan Newman and a couple of other cars over there. I believe Wally Dollenbach was the car that he got into. We saw a little smoke coming up from there for just a split second, but they both get the cars straightened out and will be able to continue on. Jeff Burton continues to lead. The way he looks pretty much like he did yesterday when he dominated the Bush race here for the great part of the afternoon. Said just a moment ago, he seems to have this racetrack figured out. He's pulled away from Rusty now by about 15 or 20 car lengths. Steve Park closing in on Rusty. Could have a scramble there for second place in just a moment. Bobby Labonte's car, as we watch it go through both ends of this racetrack, and he works his way back down into turn number one. Dan Hubbard, it's very obvious, he's got a... A race car capable of getting up there, but he doesn't seem to be in that big a hurry to do it right now. Absolutely, Barney. Bobby Labonte's been picking him off about one car a lap. He's able to put that Pontiac down low, and that's the key to a quick lap here at Phoenix, riding the low line. Now he goes to turns three and four. And that's where he went by Johnny Benson on the last lap. Did it in a dry oval. Bobby Labonte moving up. He started back in the ninth position, Bobby Labonte did, has moved up to the fourth spot already. As Bobby Labonte moves forward, several others are going back the other direction, like Matt Kenseth started in the twelfth position. He's back in 17th. Winston Kelly, what are they saying there? Well, he told us before the race that the car wasn't very good yesterday, and now it's loose off the corner, meaning the rear of the car not getting the grip that he'd like. So Matt Kenseth falling back from his starting position in a car that ran good last year, but it's only raced this year. Earlier at Richmond, it ran 32nd, so not a car that's been very kind to Matt Kenseth's team. You mentioned Bobby Labonte. He has said not one word to the crew. He's just been listening to lap times from crew chief Jimmy Maycar as he's making his way up to the front. Bobby kind of lets action speak louder than words. In his case, he does that week after week, and probably that's one reason he is leading the Wister Cup championship. Let's get a report from Jim Phillips. Jim had a to be talked to a couple of crew chiefs down here and some of the drivers. Uh, Rusty Wallace, he's pretty well pleased with his car right now. Just a little bit snug in the middle of the corner. Now, the car of Kenny Wallace pushing real bad, according to Kenny Wallace. And also, Ward Burton's car is loose in the entry of the turns, which makes it want to push off the corners. Kenny has fallen back to 11th position, and that's where he runs right now. He's in danger of losing that. A lot of traffic working around him. Marty Snyder? Well, Tony Stewart making the progress we kind of thought he would make, but a little bit slower than we thought he would make. It started 37th, currently up to 29th, picking off cars one by one. He had a little bit of contact with Jerry Nadeau on the seventh lap. A little left front damage for Tony Stewart, not too bad. Wants a little more forward bite in the car, which means he cannot get on the gas as early as he wants to because the car is not gripping off of the corners like he wants it to. Again, Stewart started 20, 37th. He's currently up to 28th. Dale Earnhardt says he's loose in, loose in the middle, and loose off. So I'd say he's loose. He started 31st. He is currently up to the 31st position, so making no progress for Dale Earnhardt on the stop. They plan on taking a rubber out of the right rail on Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet. Robert Presley seems to have his hands full after starting third this afternoon. He's fallen back to the eighth position. Dan Hubbard, he's about to lose that. Side by side with Mark Martin as Martin dives down low into turn one. Presley backs off the throttle, gives the position to Martin as they race through the dog leg. And now Robert Presley would just fall in line and try to follow in Mark Martin's tire tracks, but he's going to have Ricky Craven closing in as they get back to turn number three. Right down on the bottom of the line. Looks like 
That car handling well for Robert Presley, but just losing positions. Kind of keeps it in line this time, not to lose any ground as Ricky Craven closed in on him just a little bit. Looked a little further back in the field. One of the best races on the speedway had been going on between two of NASCAR's top drivers, Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt. That would be back for 29th position. Earnhardt has been up on his bumper a couple of times. Let's pick that one up as they go back to turn number one, although Dale's dropped back a car length or so now. It is, and Earnhardt backs off. He's fighting a wickedly loose Chevrolet, as we heard from Marty Snyder. Dale Earnhardt is all arms and elbows in the cockpit as he continues to chase down Dale Jarrett. Jarrett's going to hit the dogleg with about a five-car length advantage over Dale Earnhardt, and then further back comes Daryl Waltrip. These three cars running together off of turn four. Up and up front is Jeff Burton continuing to move out in front, just like he did yesterday, a second and a half now, the lead over second place Rusty Wallace. What's going to be the interesting battle here in a couple of laps is going to be Wallace trying to hold off Steve Park. He's got a great run going and is now starting to close in within about three car lengths of Wallace as they go to turn one. Steve Park has been reeling him in lap after lap, and now it comes down to two car lengths as Wallace rides a little higher line than he has in the past off of turn two. The race for second continues to turn three. Wallace using a lot of room down here, also using a lot of racetrack as he gets to turn number three, and Park closes down once again about as close as Park has been all afternoon. Now here's what's going to happen in about four or five more laps, assuming this race stays green. Jeff Burton is setting such a blistering pace with only 31 laps complete. He is within about 15 to 20 car lengths of catching the tail end of the field. And in that pack of traffic is about 10 or 12 cars. That may allow second place Rusty Wallace and Steve Park to make up a little ground on him if he can't work that traffic that good because a lot of those cars are running side by side. 31 laps complete. Jeff Burton leads. Back at Phoenix International Raceway, and the caution flag is waved for the first time this afternoon here on lap 36 for an incident in turn four. Well, Joe, Andy Houston, Elliot Sadler, and Scott Pruitt trying to go three wide through turn number four, and Scott Pruitt got nudged just a little bit, just enough to send a tide ride around, and that uh, brought out the yellow flag. Caution. First one of the afternoon comes out at lap number 36. Scott Pruitt did spin around. He is going on around the racetrack and will be able to continue. Pit road is open as the pace car brings him around and looks like just about everybody is going to make an appearance on pit road to maybe make a chassis adjustment. I think we'll see a lot of those in a four-tire change. Jeff Burton brings him down. It is a long ways here at Phoenix down to where the leaders will pit all the way around almost over in turn two. And as they swing into pit road right now, let's go down to Winston Kelly. Steve Park, one of the first on pit roads. This car's been just a little bit tight in the center. They're going to make a slight track bar adjustment, but that's it. Jimmy Spencer also on pit road. Four tires and fuel. Jeff Burton very happy without his car running. No chassis adjustment now. Now around the corner to Jim Phillips. And Rusty Wallace gets a slight chassis adjustment. Winston, four tires, left side going on right now. Johnny Benson's right behind him. Then you've got Kenny Wallace, Ricky Craven, Mike Bliss, and we're waiting on the car of Scott Pruitt. Then behind him, you've got John Andretti. All these cars getting four tires and fuel around to Marty Snyder. Tony Stewart wanted more forward bite. They took out one pound out of both rear tires. They went up on the track bar. He started 37th. He's up to 24, 16-0 on the stop, but he stalled the car, leaving pit road. Del Jarrett a little bit loose. They took out one round out of the right rear of Wedge. Del Jarrett from 36th to 29th, and Dale Earnhardt took out that rubber, 31st to 31st for Dale Earnhardt. And the race off pit road is going to be won by Jeremy Mayfield's team. Did a great job in getting him out there. We'll check and find out if they just changed a couple of tires maybe and dumped in some fuel. Rusty Wallace comes out second and Jeff Burton comes out running third. But Ted Musgrave did not go down the pit lane so he will take over the lead here at lap 38. Today's broadcast of the Checker Auto Parts Deer Loop 500 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Phoenix International Raceway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other 
use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. And Jim Phillips down in front of you there, a lot of chassis changes going on. Most of the air pressure, Marty, but yeah. uh, like Kenny Wallace now, uh, he was really, uh, the car was really pushing bad. That means it did not want to turn well. Now, Rusty Wallace uh, looked like he got about a half turn of wedge down on the wedge bolt, so that means his car was a little bit loose getting in the corner. That should snug him up a bit. Winston? Winston Kelly, how about your end of the, the racetrack? A lot of chassis changes going on there? Yeah, there were a handful of them. Some of the guys real pleased with how their car's running. Uh, talked about Robert Presley earlier falling back. His car just a little bit tight, so they made chassis adjustments there. You mentioned Jeremy Mayfield. His car's been just a tick tight, but they elected to go with a two-tire stop, mostly for experimental purposes to see if that's going to work later on in the race. Jerry Nadu made an additional stop. Also, Ted Musgrave, who had taken over the lead for one lap, now comes down the pit lane. That cycles Jeremy Mayfield back into the lead as we continue to work caution here at Phoenix. Today's broadcast of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500 is brought to you by the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you that fresh beer tastes better. By McDonald's, we love to see you smile. By Remington's 597, the ultra-reliable 22 caliber rifle. And by Ford Warner Brand Auto Parts, Ford Warner Brand officially licensed by NASCAR. We're back under green flag conditions as they raced off to turn number three and four, come out of the corner and down to the start-finish line. The leader continues to be Jeremy Mayfield. His pit crew got him back onto the racetrack first. Rusty Wallace applying the heat to him right now. And Jeff Burton, who rides third, they're real close together in turn two. Single file coming off of turn two. Steve Park rides in the fourth spot. This will be Bobby Labonte. He's got traffic in front of him. Field makes their way to turn three. A couple of cars lined up side by side, running back there just in front of Bobby Labonte. Those are the lap cars of Elliot Sandler and Andy Houston as Labonte tries to count his way underneath those cars off the four. Labonte looks for room to race while a challenge shapes up for the second spot. Jeff Burton gets a run underneath Rusty Wallace. Wallace pins him down to the inside, though. Can't make the pass going to turn one. For some reason, Jeff Burton... Backed off the throttle way early for turn one. Now he's picked up the pace once again. Maybe a problem the Jeff Burton car is now he falls into the clutches of Steve Park through the dogleg. As the leaders have bolted away from Jeff Burton, who's now got himself with lap traffic. He's got Scott Pruitt. The two of those cars make contact. Burton just trying to get the handle back down to Sitco Ford. Jeff Burton backed out of it for just a moment. The car a little bit off the pace of what the leaders are for the moment. He's just trying to clear himself of that traffic. But again, he's got a problem just hanging on to third spot in turn two. Steve Park is filling his mirror from the fourth position. Park pushing Burton off of turn two, comes off of turn two through the dogleg. Watch for Park to make the move from fourth. Park taking a look to see whether or not he wants to go three wide. He doesn't. Got a change for the lead up front, though, as Rusty Wallace goes to the inside of Jeremy Mayfield. Wallace just stood on it, flashed right on by to retake the lead over Jeremy Mayfield. Now pulls away by two, three car lengths. Meanwhile, it is tight racing from third on back in turn one. And Jeff Burton trying to get rid of Scott Pruitt, who's on the outside. Jeff Burton trying to race with Steve Park. Scott Pruitt, the fly in the ointment. Those three cars race through the dogleg. And again, Steve Park looks to the inside, thinks about a three-wide pass, thinks better of it, though, as they get back to turn number three. Jeff Burton with his hands full with Scott Pruitt. Now he's going to clear him, and here comes Steve Park. And while all that's going on, Dale Earnhardt Jr. dives onto pit road. Certainly would be an unscheduled pit stop. Let's get an update there. They're going to work on the right side tire, so apparently some tires going down or a tire going down on the right side. They're not going to take a chance. It's going to be a complete four-tire stop for the Budweiser Chevy. Costs Dale Earnhardt Jr. a lot of time. He'll have to play catch-up the rest of the afternoon. We are back under green. 46 laps complete. About to put 47. Rusty Wallace, the new leader, as he took it away from Jeremy Mayfield just a lap ago. Jeremy's dropped back a couple of car lengths right now in second place. In a moment, Jeff Burton, if he can get that car wound up, 
doesn't seem to be quite as strong as it was a little bit earlier as he works his way to third place over in turn two. Not quite sure what the problem with Jeff Burton was. He was racing with Jeremy Mayfield and Rusty Wallace, backed off the pace. Now he's picking it up, putting a little bit of distance between himself and Steve Park. And he's also closing down on second place running Jeremy Mayfield. So whatever it was, he may have peered at Jeff Burton closing in on Jeremy Mayfield. Bobby Labonte's still having a hard time getting through traffic. He has two lapped cars just ahead of him. Bobby is in the fifth position, but he's got the cars of Scott Pruitt and Elliott Sather just ahead, and every time he tries to pass, they line up double wide. Labonte still riding single file just behind Elliott Sadler, and Sadler behind Scott Pruitt. Those three cars knows the tail racing to turn three. And once again, they're going to line up double wide right in front of him as Sadler dies to the inside of Scott Pruitt, and Bobby Labonte nowhere to go. He'll try to follow Elliott Sadler off of four. And that's exactly what he does, just stays in line. Bobby's not going to take any chances to put any wrinkles in that car if he doesn't have to, certainly this early in the race. 49 laps on the board. Rusty Wallace leads Jeremy Mayfield second. Jeff Burton third. Steve Park is fourth. Bobby Labonte is fifth. Jimmy Spencer having a good solid run. Jimmy is sixth. Johnny Benson up there in seventh. Ken Schrader eighth. Ninth is Jeff Gordon. And Ward Burton is tenth. The leaders in three. And they are starting to close down on Rusty Wallace, Barney. Jeremy Mayfield is closing down. So is Jeff Burton and Steve Park. And Bobby Labonte finally making some headway, getting by that traffic. He dove down to the inside of Elliott Sadler cleared that machine. Now he has to catch Scott Pruitt, make the pass of that car to get up with the front four. Again, we're following the progress of Bobby Labonte, who has been frustrated by the lap traffic. Scott Pruitt would be the next car so that Bobby Labonte could get up to the leaders. And Labonte's got some clear track to work with right now before he catches the car of Scott Pruitt as they get back at turn number three. Pruitt's going to wash up a little bit, but Bobby Labonte not close enough to take advantage. Bobby just stays right where he is. A couple of car lakes back. Brings it off turn number four and down the front straightaway. Single file now all the way up through about the top 15 or 16 cars. Looking a little further back in the field. Dale Jarrett trying to make up some ground. Tony Stewart after that round of pit stop. Trouble in turn two. It's Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth. They've come together at turn two. Hamilton hits the wall with the rear end of the car. Kenseth slides his DeWalt Tools machine to the infield. Caution on the speedway. Second one of the afternoon. It will come out at lap 51 for the field. Let's go back to turn two. They came into turn one, the entrance of turn one, two, and three wide. There just wasn't enough real estate to get the job done. The uh, left rear quarter panel of Bobby Hamilton got clipped. He spun it. Matt Kenseth collected him. They briefly touched. Bobby Labonte slid to the outside of the track, popped the wall, or I should say Bobby Hamilton popped the wall with the rear of his Chevrolet. Matt Kenseth, the window net down on that car, just took his machine to the inside of turn two. Both drivers are all right. Those two cars were racing for the 17th position. We told you earlier that Kenseth had some problems in the first green flag segment of the race. They had made some changes. He was coming up through the field, but he got together with Bobby Hamilton, and now they're both in trouble down in turn one. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. 
Here's your chance to win a set of your very own Hercules tires. Go to HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Simply register, and each month we'll give away one set of tires. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading mileage coverage to get you wherever you need to go, no matter where the road takes you. Register now for your chance to win a set of Hercules Tires at HerculesTires.com slash MRN. Hercules Tires, ride on our street. Back at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon, the caution flag waving on lap 51 when Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth got together going into turn number one. Uh, The car still sitting out there, Hamilton up against the outside retaining wall, Kenseth down on the apron of the racetrack. Let's go out to Dan Hubbard for an update. They are, uh, both drivers are out and are okay. Emergency crews are now tending to the automobiles, trying to get them off the racetrack. We heard an earlier report that Bobby uh, Hamilton said something might have broke on the car, and that is consistent with what happened. The car just darted to the right, almost hopped out of line. So we're going to have to get an update from the Bobby Hamilton on exactly what happened. That will be the only two cars that are not in the race at the moment would be Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth. Both have suffered quite a bit of damage in the accident over in turn number two. We told you a moment ago that uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was on pit road. Let's see if we can get an update there again. Well, he felt like he had a tire going down when they took him off the car. They didn't see anything wrong. One of the things they are going to research when they get the tires back home is whether or not the possibility that they had left side tires on the right side. Now, they label these tires right side and left side and the tire compound just a little bit different. So, It matched up correctly as far as what was labeled, but that's one of the speculations in the Budweiser pit. We talked about the Bobby Hamilton situation. He radioed in after the car came to a halt and said it felt like something broke in the left rear of the car. Haven't seen any pit stops yet because pit road remains closed. The problem is Matt Kenseth's car is sitting in the middle of the exit of the pit lane over off turn number two. Now they have moved the car out of the way, and the word comes out that they will be opening the pit lane, so we should see some more pit stops here in a few moments. Well, it is open this time, but no no takers so far. As the pace car brings them off turn number four and back into the straightaway, everybody will stay on the racetrack. This is the way they're running. Rusty Wallace leads. Jeremy Mayfield second. Jeff Burton is third. Steve Park is fourth. Bobby Labonte is fifth. Jimmy Spencer is sixth. Johnny Benson is seventh. Ken Schrader rides eighth. Ninth is Jeff Gordon. And we are just about to talk about Jeff a little bit a moment ago. Now here comes quite a few cars onto pit road. We'll cover some of those stops and get back to Jeff Gordon in a moment. Dave Blaney comes in. Mike Skinner's on pit road. Let's go down to Marty Snyder. And Terry Labonte as well as Joe Nemechek. And some of those guys are coming in. Mostly four-tire stops. These are the guys at the back of the field. The front runners did not come in. Dale Earnhardt did come in, however. He's a little bit tight. He was loose earlier. Tied on this pass run. They went up on the track bar for Dale Earnhardt. Winston Kelly. Well, about the same situation here on the midsection of Pit Road. The guys running up toward the front of the pack were saying, if Jeff Burton and Rusty Wallace come in, we will too. But they didn't want to give up track position. So Sterling Marlin on Pit Road, along with Kevin LePage, a couple of the guys running toward the midsection of the pack. So they got four tires, a slight chassis adjustment, and 76 racing fuel. I believe there was one car in front of Jim Phillips. Actually three, Winston. We got Ryan Newman in here, the rookie. He's getting four tires. Again, also we had uh, John Andretti in for four tires and Dave Blaney, who was uh, looking for a top 10 run here today. He qualified 13th. He was in. So just about the whole first half of the field stays out. The second half pretty much comes in. Here's a few other stops, a couple of lap cars, Scott Pruitt and Elliot Sadler coming down the pit lane. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Raybestos Breaks, the official breaks of NASCAR. 
57 laps are complete. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes onto pit road yet again. He made an unscheduled stop just a moment ago before this caution flag came out. The two cars involved in that caution a moment ago were Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth, and both cars have been hooked to a wrecker and will go back to the garage area. So Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield have been the dominant two cars thus far in the event. Jeff Burton has been a factor, although after that first round of pit stops when they came in a little bit earlier and they went back on the racetrack, Jeff's just uh, dropped back a little bit in the field, couldn't seem to get back up there, although he's not lost touch with the leaders, just wasn't quite as good a car or didn't seem to be. Steve Park still rides fourth. Bobby Labonte just being very patient like he always is every Sunday, and when it comes time to go, he will be there. You can tell Joe is looking at his car we talked about earlier car is good enough to get up there maybe dice for the lead but why bother i guess i think we'll probably see a little more from him later on in the afternoon he's no doubt saving so far six lead changes among four drivers here this afternoon two caution flags have waved and two cars are out of the event both bobby hamilton and matt kenseth kenseth's car already taken back to the garage hamilton's car being pulled back into the garage we'll get a word from those drivers in just a moment as the one to go signal is displayed well next week mrn radio wraps up its broadcast season of nascar winston cup and nascar bush series racing at the homestead miami speedway our big weekend of coverage begins on friday afternoon bud pole qualifying for the pennzoil 400 220 eastern time on friday then on Saturday, the NASCAR Bush Series season finale, the Miami 300, 12.45 p.m. is airtime for that. And on Sunday, the Pennzoil 400 by Discount Auto Parts, 12 noon Eastern time. Call the Homestead Miami Speedway. Join us if you can on a beautiful weekend of racing in South Florida. And if not, you'll hear it right here on MRN Radio. Field about a half a lap away from going back to green. They'll chase Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield, who will start at the head of the pack. Jeff Burton will restart third. We gave you the top ten a moment ago. Look a little further back. We're waiting for the cars to come around and get the green flag. Eleventh would be Mark Martin. Ricky Rudd has moved up to twelfth. Ricky Craven's having a good day. Ricky is thirteenth. Kenny Wallace is fourteenth. Restarting fifteenth will be Brett Bodine. And Brett also has looked very good out there. We watched him work traffic between the two cautions and get himself about 10 or 15 positions closer to the front, and that was under green flag racing. He's doing a good job here this afternoon. Robert Presley has slid back to 16th after having that good qualifying run. Tony Stewart's up to 17th now. Wally Dollenbach is 18th. 19th is Dale Jarrett, and Mike Bliss make up the top 20 as the pace car leads the field up to turn four. Double file restart. The cars of Scott Pruitt, Elliot Sadler, and also the uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. machine, and Andy Houston work in the inside lane as Rusty Wallace, the race leader, brings him down to the line, back under the green flag. Here's Jeff Burton sitting in third, trying to find a way to get by. He's trapped in traffic going into turn one. Rusty Wallace gets the good jump by a car length and a half over a sliding Jeremy Mayfield. Now Mayfield gathers it up, chases down the leader through the dog leg. And they're starting to stack up from third on back as the tide ride slides right up in between Jeff Burton, now Steve Park. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is right there, so heavy lap traffic for the leaders. Jeremy Mayfield getting real aggressive very early. He really punched the throttle and went after Rusty down the back straightaway. Got right on his bumper, couldn't get around him. Did the same thing through three and four. He's after him again in turn one. Riding that higher line is Jeremy Mayfield, trying to catch the leader, Rusty Wallace. Nothing doing this time around. Jeff Burton continues to ride in third. Steve Park is fourth. And right behind them comes Dale Earnhardt, who's a lap down. Bobby Labonte to the inside of Andy Houston as they race back to turn number three. Double file through there. Bobby Labonte digs down, and Jimmy Spencer will follow along. Rusty Wallace leads the parade off turn four. Back to the line as we go to the garage. And Matt Kenseth has come from the care center. What happened, Matt? I guess something broke underneath the four car and, uh, uh, you know, started spinning Bobby out. And then uh, we ran it over, and it popped the right front. So it just... uh, just bad luck. It rolled right under the right front. I heard it blow out and uh, just went straight in the wall. A lot of damage to the DeWalt Ford, especially the right side. 
That young man does not tear up much equipment, and today, not his fault here. He got caught up in an accident over there due not to his own making when Bobby Hamilton had something break on the car and collected him. Scramble on the racetrack now, third place as they go back to turn one. Jeff Burton has cleared the lap machine of Scott Pruitt, and now it'll be Steve Park's problem to get around Pruitt. Jeff Burton, however, from the third spot, is chasing down Jeremy Mayfield. He's about five car lengths back from Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield about seven back from Rusty Wallace. Scott, or excuse me, Steve Park running in that fourth position, still trying to get by Scott Pruitt. From six on back, some good racing going on. Jimmy Spencer has the sixth position. Johnny Benson is in seventh. They both had to squeeze down low to get by Andy Houston. Now eighth place Ken Schrader works the inside lane trying to clear the traffic in turn one. And Schrader will clear Andy Houston into turn one. Schrader again trying to chase down that duo of Jimmy Spencer and Johnny Benson. And Jeff Gordon is in that mix as well. He lines up right behind Kenny Schrader. Schrader now to the inside of Houston. Ward Burton is there. Ricky Rudd is there. Everybody trying to work to the inside of Andy Houston off of turn four. Kenny Schrader would like nothing better than to get a Winston Cup win here this afternoon. He said a little bit earlier in the week, we've got a good race car here. Just need a little luck. And Kenny can get around this place about as good as anybody. The leader's in turn two. Schrader just in front of Jeff Gordon. And Gordon wiggles a little bit in front of Ward Burton. Close moment there. Steve Park having his hands full again with a lap machine of Scott Pruitt through the dog leg. And watching that battle between Jeff Gordon and Ken Schrader as it hits the dog leg as Gordon closes in. Now they're lined up as Steve Park goes to the inside of Scott Pruitt and Dale Earnhardt Jr. Racing for the eighth position, Jeff Gordon trying to get by Ken Schrader. Just ahead of them for the sixth position, Jimmy Spencer busy trying to hold off Johnny Benson. But it is Rusty Wallace continuing to show the way after 65 laps. It is tight among the front three here this afternoon in the early stages of the Deerloop 500. The rest of the field starting to get kind of spread out with some lap cars separating them. Still watching a good battle going on between uh, Jeff Gordon. He got by Ken Schrader just a few moments ago. He's making another move now on the back straightaway. And the move is already done, Joe. He goes to the inside of Johnny Benson as they work through the dog leg. And now John, or Johnny Benson's going to have to follow Jeff Gordon. That's exactly what he'll do when they come off the corner. Gordon pulls away a couple of car lengths. We said a moment ago that Rick Mass had slowed a little bit on the racetrack with a little puff of smoke out of the machine. He went to his pit, has now gone back onto the racetrack to get an update there. Got a right side tire. Not sure which one it is yet, but they came in, changed two right side tires, sending back on the racetrack. They're checking to see which one may have gotten cut down. Rick Mast is back on the speedway. He'll have to play catch up also. Tightening up a little bit among the front three, Rusty Wallace being the leader. Jeremy Mayfield rides second. Jeff Burton is third. Just about a car length between those three as they sweep down to turn one. I'm telling you, Barney, those top three Fords are hooked up. Wallace, Mayfield, and Burton. Nobody comes flying in here to turn one like those three. Now they race their way through the dogleg. you got to wonder now whether Rusty is just being a little bit patient because Jeremy Mayfield is closing down. So is Jeff Burton. These three cars as close as they've been in the last several laps. Here come the leaders now working above turn number four, checking the progress of a couple of guys. One who started near the front, young Ryan Newman. He started in the 10th position, now soldiering along in 35. I'm sure getting a lot of experience here this afternoon. The other, Tony Stewart, who started back in 37th position, and he has come to life here in the last few laps. He's moved up to the 14th position and is starting to put on the charge. Working more traffic, Stewart is, off turn number two, trying to get by the car of Ricky Craven. Let's follow that battle down to turn three. As they hit to the dog leg, Tony Stewart's going to look to the inside of Ricky Craven. Craven is there to throw up the blocks, though, and Craven also has his hands full because he's got Andy Houston, but now Stewart to the inside. 
Tony drives it hard down to the apron of the racetrack. There just was not room there. He had no choice but to back out of the throttle and just tuck in behind Ricky Craven. A little further back in the pack, some strong racing going on also between Ricky Rudd, Ken Schrader, and Ward Burton. That's over in turn two. Coming off of turn two, it is Ricky Rudd trying to find some racing room between himself and Ward Burton. They're side by side coming off the corner, racing to turn three. Going to watch that battle a little bit further back between Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt to the outside of Robert Presley. Dale Jarrett, they're thinking about three wide off of four. Racing for the 17th position. Robert Presley has the spot. He's also got the inside lane. Earnhardt makes a power move to the outside. Picks up 17th. Here's Dale Jarrett trying to follow his tire tracks. Jarrett and Earnhardt have been pounded on each other lap after lap. I'm not sure if they're helping each other or hurting each other. Right now, give the advantage to Earnhardt over Jarrett. And Jarrett's been able to get by one of the cars also. That car being Robert Presley. Now Sterling Marlin to the outside of Robert Presley. Wallen Dallenbach wants a piece of this action. All of this in turns three. Wally thinks better of it. Just tucks back in single file will not try to get down to the inside of the racetrack as they work their way off the corner and back down toward turn number one. Robert Presley still pinched to the bottom of the speedway at the front of the field a moment ago. It looked like we were going to have a lead change for just a second coming from four and going down to one. Jeremy Mayfield's doing everything he can to get a fender underneath Rusty Wallace, but Rusty's not going to let him do what he did a little bit earlier and get by him as they go back to turn one. Mayfield has experimented with a higher line, nothing doing. Now Jeff Burton will go up high in the third spot. Still both of those guys trying to chase down Rusty Wallace to turn three. Right now, Rusty just taking both of these drivers to school. Rusty out front, Mayfield back there by about two car lengths, then two more back to Jeff Burton. Burton washing up the racetrack using a completely different line than the other two cars. Let's pick up another scramble further back in the pack. Good run here in the early stages for Darrell Waltrip. Started 34th. He's in the 26th position, leading Joe Nemechek and a pack of about 12 cars over to turn three. It is a whole bunch of cars that he's leading. Joe is Dale Waltrip and Nemechek got together a couple of laps ago, did some beating and banging off of turn number four. Darrell said a little bit earlier this morning, this is my kind of racetrack. Got a good race car here today. How well will I do? I don't know. We'll wait and see how the car feels. Apparently it feels pretty good as he's having a decent run right now. 79 laps go on the scoreboard. Let's take you back through at least the top 25. Rusty Wallace leads Jeremy Mayfield, Jeff Burton, Steve Park, and Bobby Labonte as the top five. Then Jimmy Spencer continues to run strong. Jimmy is sixth. Jeff Gordon, seventh. Ricky Rudd is eighth. Johnny Benson hangs in there in ninth. Ken Schrader, a solid run for him, is tenth. Eleventh would be Ward Burton. Mark Martin is now 14th. Tony Stewart's up to 13th. Ricky Craven is 14th. Brett Bodine is up to 15th. Dale Earnhardt is now 16th. 17th would be Dale Jarrett. Kenny Wallace rides 18th. Sterling Marlin is 19th. Robert Presley is 20th. 21st is Mike Skinner. Wally Dollenback is 22nd. Dave Blaney hangs on to 23rd. Mike Bliss is 24th. And Darrell Waltrip is now 25th. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. MRN Radio live this afternoon in Phoenix, Arizona at the Phoenix International Raceway, bringing you live coverage of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500, the 32nd race of the 34 this season. Right now, it is Rusty Wallace showing the way. We've had lead changes six times among four drivers this afternoon. Two caution flags have flown. There are two cars out of the race, Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth. Rusty Wallace leads the way. It's Jeremy Mayfield second, Jeff Burton third, Steve Park fourth, and Bobby Labonte fifth after 82 of 312 laps. It wasn't just built to be a museum. It was built to be a shrine to the history, heritage, and future of the sport we love. Visit the NASCAR Hall of Fame and see how Petty, Earnhardt, and hundreds of other NASCAR legends became heroes. Watch their most electrifying moments. Experience realistic racing simulators and much more. Plan a trip to the NASCAR Hall of Fame in Charlotte. Tickets at NASCARHall.com. 
NASCAR Hall of Fame. This is our sport. This is our house. This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Rusty Wallace is the leader of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500 with Jeremy Mayfield. Two tenths of a second behind him. Jeff Burton is right up there close to him as well. A half second back, followed by Steve Park and Bobby Labonte. From the Phoenix International Raceway, this is MRN Radio. Today's broadcast of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500 is brought to you by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Gatorade Thirst Quencher. Either have it in you or you don't. Gatorade, is it in you? By the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR. And by Ford, the official truck of NASCAR. Built Ford Tough. Jeremy Mayfield just would not be denied. He grabbed the lead a couple of laps ago away from Rusty Wallace. Is now pulled away from Rusty by about a car length. Rusty's got his hands full with Jeff Burton as they come off turn number four. Jeff is all over the rear deck of the Miller Lite Ford. Couldn't get around him. He's going to trail him down into turn number one. Let's see if he can put a move on there. Burton took a brief look at the inside. Thinks better of it now. He'll try that high line around Rusty Wallace, who definitely has his hands full now in that Miller Lite Ford. Both of them chasing Jeremy Mayfield to turn three. Got to start questioning the handling on board that Miller Lite Ford because he is washing up the racetrack. That's what allowed Jeremy Mayfield to go by in the last couple of times. And again, Wallace up the racetrack. Burton will look not close enough to make the pass. Jeff Burton smells an opportunity. Wants to take a stab at it if he can. And looks like in the corners is where his best opportunity is presented. Let's follow that battle for second. Back to turn one. That's right, Joe, because on the straightaways, Wallace can pull away and defend his second spot. Burton looks down low as they exit turn two. Nothing doing. They're single file through the dogleg. And he's got about a two-car link advantage over Jeff Burton. Rusty Wallace does as they get back to turn number three. That quickly evaporates, however, as Jeff Burton rolls right onto the back end of the Miller Lite Ford. Jeff can get up there almost to the bumper, but he can't get around. He can't even get a fender down underneath Rusty because when they come off the corner, Wallace has got plenty of horsepower in the front straightaway. So Jeremy Mayfield leads Rusty Wallace, Jeff Burton, Steve Park, and Bobby Devontae, the top five. Steve Park and Bobby Labonte are about a half a straightaway behind the front three. Why don't we take a sweep down through Pitt Road right now and get some information. First over to Jim Phillips. Well, let's take a look at what Ryan Newman, the young uh, open-wheel driver, making his Western Cup debut here today. What to expect to get out of this race today. We're going to talk to his crew chief, Matt Borland. That's Matt. What to ex- Matt, what do you expect to get out of today's race for Ryan? What do you expect to get out of the race today for Ryan? Hopefully just run a lot of laps, get him a lot of experience, and uh, hopefully have a decent finish. How's he doing right now? Uh, he's doing just fine. He's all right. Well, that's a crew chief, Matt Borland, says uh, with their spe- expectations for today's race, he's doing just fine. He came in on lap 56 and got four tires and lost a lot of track position. Winston Kelly. Let's talk about a couple of drivers who have fallen back. Robert Presley, we talked to at the opening of the show. He started third. He's now back in 21st. The car, very different from yesterday. It's been tight. 
since the start of the race. It's a little bit better than on the first run, but he's still a little bit tight. He's looking to stay in the top 25 in points. He's 118 points ahead of Michael Walter, who's a couple of positions back. Of course, Chad Little, who's 26, not in the race today. So that's the key for the Robert Presley team. Dave Blaney also falling back. He started 13th. His car also tight. He's running back in the 22nd position, looking to turn around a bit of bad luck. The last six straight races, he's been outside the top 20. So Dave Blaney looking to turn that around. There's a couple of the guys going backwards. Talking about somebody that's going forward is Marty Schneider. And that is Jeff Gordon to start at 24th. He's up to 7th. Now, Phoenix, arguably over the history of Jeff Gordon's career, has been his worst racetrack. He's never finished very well here. He's never won here. One of the few tracks where he's never won. In fact, Friday, Jeff Gordon joked, that's the reason we hired Robbie Loomis, his crew chief now, who is, of course, a former winning crew chief here. The car, very good for Jeff Gordon right now. He is running in the eighth position. Just got overtaken by Ricky Rudd. A little tied off. They're going to take out one round of wedge out of the left rear when he does make his pit stop. But Jeff Gordon, overall, fairly happy considering he started... 24th. Tony Stewart started 37th. His car very fast as well. He is up to the ninth position. The car is very good. They plan on no adjustments. Now, one thing a lot of the crew chiefs are keeping an eye on is how well Jeremy Mayfield is doing after having just taken two tires. A lot of crews are considering a two-tire stop on this next pit stop. That will be a factor very certainly between the crews down there, seeing the two tires working well for Jeremy Mayfield. 96 laps on the scoreboard here at Phoenix this afternoon. As they continue to scramble and work their way around the speedway right now, nobody has been able to do much with Jeremy Mayfield or Rusty Wallace. Certainly they have been the two dominant cars. Those cars continue to hold their spots. Meanwhile, a problem for Rich Bickle. Close call for him up there in turn two, Jeff Striegel. Yeah, he came about uh, two feet from making contact with the wall, came in, just drove right straight towards the outside wall, got it gathered back up, and has been able to drive away. Bickle driving the power team car for Joe Bessie this weekend as the second place battle is on again. Going to turn number three, Jeff Burton finds the inside lane underneath Rusty Wallace, grabs it at least momentarily. Here's Rusty trying to pull back and retake the position, but Burton gets off the corner a little better. He'll take the second spot. Rusty falls back in line in third. Wallace is third. He is fighting and ill-handling forward. You can see his arms moving back and forth on the wheel as he exits turn two, so he's going to do everything he can to try to stay on the coattails of Jeff Burton. And Jeff Burton pulling away now by two, make it three car lengths over Rusty Wallace, and behind him comes Dale Earnhardt Jr., albeit a lap down. That car very fast as he tries to get back onto the lead lap. 98 laps go up on the scoreboard as the leader works his way across the line. Jeremy Mayfield will be catching the tail end of some cars down there and have to thread his way through traffic in just a moment. Back at Phoenix International Raceway this afternoon, we have uh, just completed pit stops after a caution flag came out. Rich Bickle cut a tire, had a close call up in turn number four, made it back down the pit lane safely, has made adjustments on his car. We've had uh, quite an interesting day as we close in on the halfway point of the race here today. Fifteen lead changes among ten different drivers, most recently Jeff Burton. He was the fastest off the pit lane, so he regains the top position. He's led for about four times here this afternoon. Cautions have waved three times today on lap 36 when Andy Houston and Scott Pruitt got together in turn number four on lap 51. When both Matt Kenseth and Bobby Hamilton were eliminated, they crashed going into turn number one. And here on lap 147, when Rich Bickle had his problem up in turn number four, the only cars out of the race at this stage are Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth. Again, it's Jeff Burton leading as we get the one-to-go signal. It should be coming up next time by Jimmy Spencer second, Rusty Wallace third, Steve Park fourth, and Bobby Labonte is fifth. That good heads-up move made just a moment ago by Jeremy Mayfield has paid off for him to get himself back on the lead lap and stay up there to make sure he was in a position to do it in case the caution came out after this round of pit stops. Jeremy is back 
on the lead lap, and he is running in 13th position, so still very much a factor. Got a good race car here today. Pit strategy beginning to be played out just a bit down there right now. We're seeing more and more cars take two tires after that was brought up a moment ago that it worked very effectively for a couple of machines that went in earlier today. Let's get an update on that from Marty Snyder. Well, and Barney, uh, a lot of teams watched Jeremy Mayfield in, uh, in that first run when he took on two tires, and that certainly did not hurt him at all, and a lot of the teams consider that. Uh, teams on this end of pit road went with four tires this time, like Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon, however, but some of the guys out front, Jeff Burton and uh, the like, they went with two tires this time around. We'll see if it pays off for them as well. I believe Rusty did the same thing, didn't he, Jim Phillips? Yeah, he went with four tires, uh, Barney, uh, as did uh, Johnny Benson, and also this uh, car behind him, uh, Kenny Wallace, all went with four uh, wasn't any talk down here about at this point in the race. Could come up later on, though. Might go with two. We'll talk a little bit about the championship, Joe. We came on the air. We said that Bobby Labonte could not clinch the championship here today, but he could certainly put himself in a position to almost totally eliminate everybody else. If Bobby leaves here today with a lead of 302 points or more, he need only start the final two races to win the championship. Or if he should finish 14th or better in the last three races, he wins regardless of what Dale Earnhardt does. Well, you know, Bobby just doesn't want to talk about the championship very much, and he says, you know, if it wasn't for you guys continually reminding me of it, I could probably do a better job of just getting out here and racing. Everyone wants to hear from the guy who's leading the points and who's in line to win the championship. But Bobby says we've got to keep our head on straight, get in the race car and do what we've done since the very first race this year, that is try to win each individual race. And it's quite obvious that, yeah, they're using a lot of common sense when you go into a race, not taking any, any chances, but they are running to win the race, not running for a championship. If he was running for the championship and not thinking about the race, you'd see him back here in 20th or someplace, which would be pretty snug for him. I think 14th position or better would win in the championship no matter what anybody else does in the final three races. But here's Bobby Labonte. He's been hard charging all day and right now is running fifth. Tell you what, that team has done a great job all year long and they've, they've dodged a few bullets. Yeah, sure they have, but the team has been rock solid all season long and the key to that thing is when you get down toward the end of the year, you don't change the strategy that's worked for you to get you where you are. If you keep racing like you have been all year, whether it's running to win or whether it's running to finish in the top five, those are the people that usually end up running for the Winston Cup championship. And Bobby Labonte, despite the fact that he doesn't want to talk about it, everybody likes his odds, that's for sure. Absolutely, and he has dodged some big bullets over the last several weeks. We've had some uh, great races early on, and we've ran really good of late, too. And uh, we've had some things happen that could have been a lot worse. But, uh, uh, you know, the same thing, uh, uh, you know, we just, you know, been able to, to dodge a few bullets here and there, but uh, you know, at the same time, we're uh, we just keep plugging along. Had a close call at Martinsville a few weeks ago when he got turned completely around. You remember that one? And then uh, also at uh, last week, uh, we were at uh, or two weeks ago at Rockingham when uh, he had a problem, came in and pit a little bit too early. Dale Earnhardt could have gained a lot of ground, but then Dale had problems in the closing laps of the race. So, so far, luck is riding with Bobby Labonte. That's been the one thing that's hurt Earnhardt this year. Every time he's had a chance that Bobby has had uh, not really a bad day, but a day where he could have lost some points and Earnhardt could have gained some. Uh, Dale just has not been able to capitalize on it, and that's kind of kept him back with just three races to go here. Uh, still has a mathematical chance to get it done, but Bobby Labonte is going to have to have some awful bad finishes in the next three for Dale Earnhardt to pull out his eighth and record-setting Winston Cup championship, and it's still very much on his mind. He says, if I don't do it this year, I'll be back next year and the year after I'm going to do it. Getting ready to go back to green pace car. Off the banking up in turn number four. We'll go back to green at lap 155. Just, I believe, a lap if my mathematics are right. Oh, yep, that's close. The halfway point. <laughs> that's one way I figure it. This is going to be one of those interesting restarts. Four 
four cars sit right in front of the race leader going to turn one. Heavy traffic for Jeff Burton. First he tries to get to the outside of Kenny Schrader, but Schrader's going to be a very, very tough customer. Jimmy Spencer is in the second spot, Rusty Wallace in third. Jeff Burton gets a good jump, but he's still got that lap traffic right in front of him. He'll fall back in line behind Kenny Schrader, so he's got three cars in front of him. Jimmy Spencer lines up right behind. Musgrave will lead them all off of turn four. Out of the corner and back into the front straightaway. Three cars directly ahead of the leader, I believe. All three of those should be on the tail end of the lead lap, as Jeff Burton would like to put him a lap down as he works his way back to turn number one. And those cars are scrambling as they race into turn one. Jeff Burton really going to have his hands full. Still has not gotten around those three cars. Jimmy Spencer a very close second. And they're double file at the very front of the field. Nemechek to the inside of Musgrave. Then comes Schrader. Then comes your race leader, Jeff Burton. He has absolutely nowhere to go. Burton looking for room to make a move. Just behind him, Jimmy Spencer busy there with his hands full trying to hold off Rusty Wallace. Wallace drops down to the inside. This is the challenge for second. Slower cars in front are three wide just in front of Jeff Burton. He's got to back out of the throttle. Jimmy Spencer right on the rear bumper of the Citgo Ford. Rusty Wallace makes the move for second. They're side-by-side through the dog leg. Everybody's stacking up behind these cars, trying to hold on to the lead lap. Jeff Burton with nowhere to go. Then comes Rusty Wallace. These cars single file, but again, they're double wide off of four. Work their way back out of the corner, trying to keep Jeff Burton back there so they can stay on the tail end of the lead lap. Kenny Schrader and Joe Nemechek and Ted Musgrave as they go back to turn one. They're still plenty quick, Barney, just in front of Jeff Burton. Rusty Wallace has taken away the second spot, and he's pressuring Burton for the lead off of turn two. Jeff Burton showing an awful lot of patience while they race and scramble in front of him, but Rusty Wallace may not be quite so patient. He closes in behind Jeff Burton, still pinned in behind Ken Schrader and Ted Musgrave work side by side. Wallace is putting pressure on Jeff Burton for the lead. Meanwhile, Steve Park starting to close in on Rusty Wallace. Here comes Jimmy Spencer in that pack as well. He lost two spots, but they're all bunched up together behind three lap cars in turn one. Single file into turn one, and it looks like Jeff Burton has lost his patience as now he's bumping Joe Nemechek off of turn two and through the backstretch. Things are starting to string out now, single file. That may play into the hand of Jeff Burton. He's going to try to go to the inside of Joe Nemechek. He may have to use a bumper to do it. Won't be able to get him because Nemechek pins the car real low, comes out of the corner, again swings over in front of the leader. Now I believe Burton's going to take a run. If he doesn't, Rusty Wallace says they're three deep in one. Rusty Wallace dives down low to the bottom of the racetrack, drawing him alongside Jeff Burton, who gets a good fight off of turn two. Burton knocks around with Wallace just a little bit, but maintains the lead headed to turn three. And right behind Rusty Wallace comes Steve Park, then comes Jimmy Spencer and John Andretti as they race back to turn number three. Jeff Burton, though, still riding in the tire tracks of Joe Nemechek. Joe Nemechek really liked seeing Rusty Wallace take a stab at Jeff Burton. That allowed him to get away by a couple of car lengths. Not much, though. The lead pack now, single file, working through traffic in turn one. Again, Musgrave, Schrader, and Nemechek trying to stay on the lead left. Jeff Burton hot on their heels. Rusty Wallace in second. Steve Park applying the pressure from third. And he's applying a lot of pressure. He looks to the inside of Rusty Wallace as they work through the dogleg, but he's not close enough to make the pass. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, Jeff Burton still has his hands full. Meanwhile, Matt Kenseth, who was involved in the accident down in turn number one a little bit earlier, brings his car back onto the speedway, makes one lap, and then takes it back into the garage area. At lap 162, Jeff Burton is the leader. Rusty Wallace putting a lot of heat on him. So is Steve Park. They go over to turn two. Coming off of turn two, it is Rusty Wallace really applying the pressure now to Jeff Burton. Burton looks at the inside of Nemechek. Trying to gouge his way underneath Joe Nemechek, but Nemechek will slam the door and hold it down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll fend off the advancements of Jeff Burton. Joe's doing all he can to stay on the tail end of the lead lap, hoping maybe a caution flag will come out. But Jeff Burton hangs on to the top spot. Rusty Wallace has fallen back in line. He's in second. Steve Park is third. 
Jimmy Spencer fourth and fifth is Ricky Rudd just past the halfway mark. Let's go inside the NASCAR garage brought to you by Napa celebrating their 75th anniversary. Napa is where NASCAR fans get their parts. Jeff Burton has cleared the car of Joe Nemechek. He's also made a move by uh, several other lapped cars. He is way out in front with the race lead. The good race is going on for the second spot, and that good race is over. Rusty Wallace is now moved by Steve Park. Jimmy Spencer falls in line in the fourth position. It's Ricky Rudd fifth. Bobby Labonte is sixth. Seventh is Tony Stewart. Eighth is Mark Martin. Ninth is Dale Earnhardt. And tenth now is Ward Burton. Don't believe that race for second is over. It's still a good one down in turn one. It is between Rusty Wallace and Steve Park. Park trying to hang on to the shirt tails of Wallace. Wallace washes up high a little bit off of turn two. Maintains the second spot. Steve Park is in third. Steve Park had been up along the outside of Rusty Wallace, but unable to make the advancements and fell back in line. That's where he is right now. Then comes Jimmy Spencer. Ricky Rudd all over the back end of Spencer. Real good race going on there for the fourth position. Couple of Fords going at it. Here's Ricky Rudd pulling to the inside of Jimmy Spencer. Just about dead even crossing the start-finish line. Spencer backs out of the throttle before they enter turn one, gives the position to Ricky Rudd. Rudd, obviously the man on the move, as now he closes in on the rear bumper of Steve Park. And Steve Park trying to do the same thing to Rusty Wallace as the leader has checked out. So Wallace runs second. Steve Park closes in. He's running in third. Then Ricky Rudd, Jimmy Spencer, and Bobby Labonte. Those three cars we talked about a moment ago being on the tail end of the lead lap. Two of those have now gone a lap down. Ken Schrader and Joe Nemechek. Ted Musgrave will be the next one that Jeff Burton will try to put a lap down as he goes off to one. Jeff Burton is in a race all by himself. He's really cruising through turns one and two. Sets Ted Musgrave in his sights. Battle for second is still a close one between Wallace and Steve Park. Steve Park just two car legs back behind Rusty Wallace as they go through the dog leg and back to turn number three. Rusty Wallace trying to hold off Steve Park off war. Looking a little further back, Tony Stewart continues plowing through the field. He's up to the seventh position. Got a little traffic to deal with. He falls in line behind John Andretti. Back in eighth is pretty tight racing as well. Mark Martin there just behind him, Dale Earnhardt and Ward Burton. Mark Martin leads Dale Earnhardt and Ward Burton into turn one and two. Single file racing. Martin looks pretty clean coming off the corner. Dale Earnhardt in hot pursuit through the dog leg. Mark Martin's going to lead this group down there. Also add into the mix Jeff Gordon, who runs just behind Ward Burton. Mark Martin, two-car links out front of Dale Earnhardt. Bobby Labonte on the move again. This time he pulls up alongside Jimmy Spencer, tries to get around Jimmy Spencer as they work their way back into turn number one. Side-by-side, wheel-to-wheel into turn one and two. Spencer not going to give the position to Labonte so easily, not as easy as he did Rudd. Now Bobby Labonte clears Jimmy Spencer down the backstretch. Using that inside groove, Bobby Labonte drives by Jimmy Spencer as they get back to turn number three. He'll stretch that advantage to about a car length. Bobby Labonte on the charge. Spencer starting to wash up a little bit in the corners, opening the inside lane. Here comes Tony Stewart. You better believe he'll cash in and take advantage on this. He's just a couple of car lengths behind Spencer now as they race back to turn one. Yeah, it's obvious Jimmy Spencer is not comfortable in the corners. He's backing off the gas even before the entrance of turn one, much more so than the other guys. That allows Tony Stewart now to close the gap down the back strip. As Tony Stewart closes in, Bobby Labonte stretches his advantage over Jimmy Spencer. And as they get back to third number three, as Dan Hubbard mentioned, Tony Stewart runs down Jimmy Spencer. Steve Park has thoughts of taking second place away from Rusty Wallace. He had a run on him coming off the corner. He's got a little help 
little push by Ricky Rudd to get him up there as they go back to turn one. Ricky Rudd is right on the rear bumper of Steve Park. Both of those guys trying to chase down Rusty Wallace. So far, Wallace has control of the second spot. Those three cars single file through the backstretch. Joe Nemechek's going to drop down right in front of Ricky Rudd, but Rudd's going to try to get a fender up alongside. He'll do that. He'll go by him. Now set his sights for Steve Park. Rusty pulls away a little bit from Steve Park. Rusty's in second. Park is third. Ricky Rudd now clears Joe Nemechek. He's back in the fourth position as Mark Martin comes up out of the groove off turn number four. Let's three or four cars bypass him. Let's follow Mark Martin into turn one. Dale Jarrett sneaks by on the inside. So too does Jeff Gordon Ward Burton. Mark Martin now tries to clamber onto the rear bumper of Dale Jarrett. Jarrett pulls away as they motor to turn three. It's a five-car freight train. Dale Earnhardt, Ward Burton, Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, Mark Martin. Mark Martin no running at the tail end of this group. All scramble through turn number four, back into the straightaway. Talking about Mark Martin just a moment ago. He and Dale Earnhardt got together just at the exit of turn number four. They touched a little bit, and Mark's car comes skittering out toward the wall. Did a good job of keeping it out of the wall because he almost hit it there. Right now, 178 laps are reeled off here at Phoenix this afternoon. Jeff Burton continues to lead Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, Ricky Rudd, and Bobby Labonte, the top five. Tony Stewart, very solid race car here this afternoon. He is sixth. Jimmy Spencer's had a great day. Jimmy is seventh. Dale Earnhardt has now moved up to eighth. Ward Burton would be ninth. Tenth is Jeff Gordon. Dale Jarrett would be 11th. Mark Martin has now slid back to 12th after almost getting in the wall off turn four. Jeremy Mayfield is 13th. 14th is Mike Skinner. And 15th is Johnny Benson. Got 133 laps to go. Let's cover some developing stories on pit road. Jim Phillips. Well, let's talk about Rusty Wallace, Joe. When he took that uh, round of wedge out of half around that last pit stop, that settled the car down. Now he's happy with it. And the crew says we expect at least no worse than third today. But the car's really settled down. Rusty Wallace pleased with his efforts right now. Problems for Kenny Schrader coming up off turn number four. Problems continue for Schrader almost in the wall in turn one. He keeps it off the wall, although he rode the marble for quite a while. He's got a cut right front tire, does Kenny Schrader. Did a great job of saving the car, and now he slows down, down the back stretch. Schrader is running on the lead lap now, struggling to make his way back around the racetrack to his pit stall. We've completed 181 laps, and Jeff Burton leads here at Phoenix. Today's broadcast of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500 is brought to you by 76 Products, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR, by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans, by Team Monte Carlo, the cars four champions depend on, Chevy will be there, and by Ford Warner Brand Auto Parts, Ford Warner Brand officially licensed by NASCAR. 186 laps already in the record book here this afternoon. Jeff Burton continues to lead Rusty Wallace, Ricky Rudd, Steve Park, and Bobby Labonte. They are the top five. Tony Stewart rides six. Jimmy Spencer is seventh. He's had a great day. Dale Earnhardt continuing to move up. But unfortunately, Earnhardt is still behind Bobby Labonte as those two go head-to-head for the Winston Cup Championship. Why don't we go down to Earnhardt's pit and get an update there from Marty Snyder. Well, the last stop, Dale Earnhardt took on two tires. Let's find out from Kevin Hamlin. How's the car reacting to the two tires so far? Uh, it's not too bad, but right now the setup is a little bit too loose off the corner. We've been kind of struggling with the setup all weekend with his you know, good service plus Chevrolet, but hopefully we'll get a little bit more time here, another chance to fine tune it. What happened with him and Mark Martin a few laps ago off turn four? I don't know. He never did say anything, and I never did see the replay on TV. So. All right, it looked like they made a little contact coming off turn four a little while ago. Dale Earnhardt currently up in the eighth position. Earnhardt struggling, trying to hold on to that spot. Dale Jarrett all over him, plus Ward Burton. 
and Jeff Gordon closing in on Earnhardt, who has the eighth position. One of the fastest cars out there right now is Jeremy Mayfield. Remember, just before the halfway mark, he ran out of gas on pit road, lost a lap, regained the lap. Winston Kelly, he's up to 12th now. Let's talk to his crew chief, Steve Lane. Steve, he's making some progress now that he's gotten back on the lead lap. What's he saying about the car? He says the car's real good, and uh, I think we'll be there at the end. You know, right now we're just kind of riding, and uh, he's, he's feeling it out because we're on two tires. Everybody else got four, so I think we'll be all right. They were on two tires earlier. This is the car that they ran in Rockingham that, that led 180 laps. That was Steve Lane, who's serving as crew chief this weekend. Peter Suspenzo, normally the crew chief, was attending his grandmother's funeral in New York, planning to come back to Phoenix, and an uncle of his unfortunately was struck by a car leaving the funeral and killed. So Peter Suspenzo staying in New York. So our condolences to Peter Suspenzo and his family. But the crew of Jeremy Mayfield doing an awful good job in his absence this afternoon. Jeremy doing everything he can to get back up there and be a factor to win here at Phoenix this afternoon as he continues to work laps. 121 is all that remain here at Phoenix this afternoon. Was watching Steve Park and Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart and Jimmy Spencer there just a moment ago, getting a, a little bit less distance between those cars, I guess would be the best way to put it, while Jeff Burton has now pulled away a full three seconds plus on Rusty Wallace. That translates to almost two-thirds of a straightaway for the leader as he goes back to one. What's amazing, Barney, is he's really off the throttle through turns one and two. You can barely hear the car, so Jeff Burton is hooked up. Great battle for second going on between Rusty Wallace and Ricky Rudd. Motor to turn three. Ricky Rudd to the inside of Teddy Musgrave on the back stretch now through the dogleg, but that's going to allow Rusty Wallace to open up the advantage to about two car lengths. It had been down to just about a car length between Wallace and Rudd. Ricky Rudd nails that forward right down to the bottom line off turn four, tries to get a run on Rusty Wallace. Can't quite do it. Behind them, you've got the lap car of Ted Musgrave. Then comes Steve Park. Then teammates Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart. Rusty Wallace in the second spot just got the wake-up call, and now he starts to put a little bit of distance between himself and Ricky Rudd. About two and a half car lengths down the back stretch. And further back comes Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart. And Stewart's going to try the outside groove, and he'll make it stick long way around, but Tony Stewart just drives by his teammate Bobby Labonte. Ricky Rudd again tries to get around some lap traffic and get up there and catch Rusty Wallace and take a shot at him. He loses a couple of car lengths this time. That's going to be the scramble for second place back in one. Ricky Rudd had to clear the lap car of Ryan Newman and that does give Rusty Wallace just a little bit of breathing room. Steve Park now sandwiched between Ted Musgrave and Newman and here comes Tony Stewart riding by himself in the fifth position. Rusty Wallace with about three back to Ricky Rudd then you've got that lap car of Ryan Newman then Steve Park, Ted Musgrave, Tony Stewart who's on the charge. Talking about racing from second on back. This is happening four seconds behind race leader Jeff Burton. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. MRN Radio live this afternoon at Phoenix International Raceway, bringing you live coverage of the checkered auto parts, Duraloop 500, the 32nd race of 34 this year. Joe Moore along with Barney Hall, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder patrolling pit road today. Dan Hubbard and Jeff Striegel covering the action for us in the turns. He's joining in. It's been a very competitive race so far. 15 lead changes among 10 different drivers today. Jeff Burton last took the lead on lap 148. has stretched out his margin now to a full four seconds over Rusty Wallace. Caution flags have flown three times today, once when Andy Houston and Scott Pruitt got together in turn four. Later on lap 51, when Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth crashed in turn number one, and then Rich Bickle had a problem with the tire cut down off turn number four. That was on lap 147. There were two cars in the garage, Bobby Hamilton and Matt Kenseth. Kenseth able to return with uh, some of the sheet metal missing on his car. As it stands right now, it is Burton 
Rusty Wallace is second. Ricky Rudd is third. Steve Park fourth and Tony Stewart fifth. Sixth is Bobby Labonte. Jimmy Spencer is seventh. Eighth is Dale Earnhardt. Ninth is Dale Jarrett. And tenth is Jeremy Mayfield with 114 laps to go. Coming up on 80 laps to go in the Deer Loop 500 this afternoon. Rusty Wallace can smell the win, but Jeff Burton won the NASCAR Bush Series race here yesterday. He wants to make it two wins in two days, and he's starting to close in on Rusty Wallace. Now just about four car lengths behind him. Ricky Rudd hangs on to third. He lost the second spot a couple of laps ago. Steve Park has been trying to get by him, but to no avail. Park hangs on to the fourth position. Completing the front five is Tony Stewart. Taking you back through the top ten, Dale Earnhardt is sixth. Seventh is Jeff Gordon. Eighth is Bobby Labonte. Ninth is Jeremy Mayfield. And tenth is Jimmy Spencer. Well, series point leader Bobby Labonte seems to be working his plan. And Winston Kelly, the plan seems to be working for him here today. Well, on a car that they debuted a few weeks ago at New Hampshire that finished second. They also ran this car at Martinsville. And also at uh, Rockingham a couple of weeks ago when they had some problems. Talked to Jimmy Maycar, the crew chief. Seems to be a very steady run. What's the car doing now, Jimmy? Uh, not too bad right now. We're still tight in the center. We've been trying to free it up. Uh, I, I don't think we made enough of a change right here, though, to get the interstate battery and Pontiac freed up enough right now. The clouds have come over, and it's, it's changed a lot. But uh, we got messed up there on that restart. We got behind the flat cars and uh, got trapped on the bottom, lost three or four spots. And uh, kind, of, kind of sitting there riding, waiting for tires to give up. We get back by some of those guys. Will these cool temperatures help you? You guys were very quick yesterday when it was cool. Uh, I hope so. It's kind of hard to know. You know, yesterday we were good. We made some small changes this morning. Uh, uh, we just, maybe it'll come our way. We'll see. Can't make it all the way on fuel, can you? No, can't make it. That's Jimmy Maycar, the crew chief on the car. They were one of the quickest in happy hour yesterday afternoon in cold temperatures. And they're going to come up about four or five laps short. That's pretty consistent up and down pit road. So there will be one more pit stop. We've got a change for the lead coming off turn number four. Just as they exited the corner, Jeff Burton dived underneath Rusty Wallace, and he grabs the lead as they go back to one. Jeff Burton maintains that lead into turns one and two by about one car length and a half over Rusty Wallace. Ricky Rudd is under attack from Steve Park for the third spot. Jeff Burton has just been driving so deep into turn number three. Took the air off of Rusty Wallace last time by. Drove underneath him, so he goes to second. Ricky, Ricky Rudd running in that third spot. That's Steve Park fourth. 17 lead changes among 10 drivers here as Jeff Burton comes down to the line with a top position. Just behind him now, again, Rusty Wallace and Ricky Rudd falls in line in third. Steve Park was closing in, but now falls back off the rear deck of Rudd's car. He was. Steve Park was looking to the inside lap after lap. Now he cannot make a move on Ricky Rudd, so give Ricky Rudd the solid third position. Top four cars separated by about the same distance as Burton gets back here with about three car lengths over uh, Wallace. About three more back to Rudd, two back to Steve Park. Obviously, this weather change has has changed some of the handling characteristics on some of the cars that have been running up in the top ten. We thought that Tony Stewart, after they restarted after that yellow flag some laps back, was going to come right up there and get in the mix of things. But Tony's lost some ground. I believe Marty Snyder is in his pit. Marty, has the weather things hurt them? It's been a back-and-forth day for Tony Stewart. The car's been a little bit tight. It's been a little bit loose. And it seems like the weather has been affecting them. When the sun comes out, Tony gets a little bit better. And the longer they run, Tony gets a little bit better. So you'll see him come to life here later in the run. Let's see if we can get a word with Greg Zipidelli, who's talking to Chief Mechanic Scott Deal right now. Greg, he's going to call out a time to Tony Stewart. Is the weather affecting you guys very much? Yeah, I think our car was really good uh, earlier when it was hot. We uh, raced the track car there, and uh, we're still tweaking on air pressure. We need to free it up a little bit. He's better on the longer runs, right? 
Yeah, I'd like to see this thing go green. We're uh, we're kind of breaking even with them out and catching most of them. So uh, that will suit us the best as long runs. Car is very good again on the longer runs, and they too are about six laps short from being able to go all the way on fuel. Question is, do you make a splash and go, or do you try to change two tires? That's the question for all the crew chiefs right now. That'll be a hard decision to make, too. Tony Stewart is fifth right now, as we said, but he is four and three-tenths seconds behind the lead two cars, which are Jeff Burton and Rusty Wallace. Some good racing going on a little further back in the field. Ricky Rudd still has hopes of staying up there in the top three. Steve Parks dropped back just a little bit. Watching Jeff Gordon try to hold off a charging Bobby Labonte right now. Bobby's worked him over pretty good the last couple of laps. Picked that one up in turn one. Three cars have been flying in formation. We're talking about Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Gordon, and Bobby Labonte. Although now, Labonte has ideas of taking a move on Jeff Gordon as they race to the dog leg. Bobby Labonte closing in on the back end of Jeff Gordon. Looking to the inside, but Gordon is there. Earnhardt right in front of them as they race off of turn three. They head to four. Here come the leaders now, working off off the corner. It is Jeff Burton showing the way. Ricky Rudd holds on to the second spot now. He nails that down coming up off the corner. Rusty Wallace in third. Also looking back at the field, a good 10th place battle is going on momentarily. Jimmy Spencer there with Dale Jarrett trying to get by him. Jarrett had tried several moves to complete the pass. Not able to do it. He falls back in line in single file. Also, Dale Earnhardt with his hands full at least a few moments ago. Jeff Burton was trying to get by him. That was the race for the sixth position. I think I said Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt. They're in the sixth spot. And Bobby Labonte now putting pressure on Jeff Gordon. That's the race for the seventh position in turn one. Bobby Labonte sets up the Pontiac for turn one. Took a brief look to the inside. Now just cuts back in line. Jeff Gordon still has that position. Both of those guys, Jeff Gordon and Bobby Labonte, in hot pursuit of Dale Earnhardt. Neither one of them close enough to make any advances or any passes, but they are using decisively different lines through three and four. Does it have anything to do with the weather and the handling going away? I guess we'll find out as the race unfolds. Ricky Rudd's gotten a little bit stronger. He takes second place away from Rusty Wallace a couple of laps ago to move back up there. So the top five are Jeff Burton, Ricky Rudd, Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, and Tony Stewart. Today's broadcast of the Checker Auto Parts Duraloop 500 is brought to you by Remington's 597, the ultra-reliable 22 caliber rifle, by Raybestos Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR, Polaris, proud manufacturer of the Sportsman 500, the best-selling automatic ATV in the world, and by the Wide Track Grand Prix by Pontiac, wider is better. Kenny Schrader got in trouble up in three and four a moment ago, appeared to cut a right front tire, almost brushed the wall and brought out the yellow flag, and now Pitt Road has all the front runners, and now to Pitt Lane brought to you by McDonald's drive through Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Well, the three leaders, Jeff Burton, Ricky Rudd, and Steve Park, all coming to a stop in front of their pit crews. First one in is Park because he's pitted the furthest up pit road. All the guys working on the right side of the car. See if there's going to be any two-tire stops. All of them look like they're going to go around to the right side, to the left side. There'll be four tire stops for all the cars on the midsection of pit road. Will Ricky Rudd beat out Jeff Burton? Yes, it looks like he will. Now around to Jim Phillips. And Rusty Wallace is in. He's down 14.5 on the stop with Wallace. A round of wedge out on Wallace's car. He said, leave it alone. I don't want to mess with it. Now it's running just about the way I want it. Just a little bit tight. Kenny Wallace is in. Ricky Craven is in. They're getting four tires of fuel around up Marty Snyder. Tony Stewart came in fifth, 15-3 on the stop for Tony Stewart, a little tight. They took one pound out of the right front. They went up on the track bar one round, trying to loosen up Tony Stewart. Dale Earnhardt in sixth. Nice stop for the GM Goodwrench team. Jeff Gordon a little bit tight. Four tires and fuel for Jeff Gordon. But the 
quickest car and the quickest pit crew to get him back on the speedway is going to be Rusty Wallace, so he should be the leader. Ricky Rudd almost beat him out of the pits. Ricky's going to come out in second. Steve Park's team did the job for him, get him back in third. And restarting fourth should be Tony Stewart. And fifth, when they get the green flag back out here in a couple of moments, would be Jeff Gordon. Well, Rusty Wallace really has the advantage, uh, Jim Phillips, being on the very end of the pit lane, the very last stall. A couple of times it looked like Ricky beat him out, but uh, Rusty getting good service, and the positioning of their pit stall pays off for them. And another thing, Joe, is some of these tracks that's got a curve in the pit lane, as we've seen, like Martinsville and Rockingham, we've seen guys get blocked in. If you've got that first pit stall, no one's going to block you in. Paid off big time for Rusty Wallace several times this afternoon, and once again, he hangs on to the top position. So it'll be Rusty Wallace when we go back under the green flag with Ricky Rudd just behind him in second. Steve Park is third now. Tony Stewart fourth. Jeff Gordon is fifth. Well, we have a moment. Let's take you on through the field here. In sixth is Jeff Gordon. Jeff Burton is seventh. Eighth is Bobby Labonte. Ninth is Jeremy Mayfield. And tenth is Dale Earnhardt. Dave Blaney having a good day. He's in 11th. Jimmy Spencer is 12th. Ward Burton is 13th. Terry Labonte 14th. And Mike Skinner runs 15th. 16th is Mark Martin, Dale Jarrett is 17th, Sterling Marlin 18th, 19th is Kenny Wallace, and 20th is Ricky Craven. Kevin LePage shown in 21st, 22nd is Brett Bodine. Those are the cars are on the lead lap. One lap down in 23rd, Dale Earnhardt Jr., John Andretti is 24th, and Kurt Busch is in 25th now. Bill Elliott shown in 26th, Elliott Sadler is 27th, Mike Bliss 28th, Wally Dallenbach 29th, Robert Presley is 30th, Joe Nemechek 31st, Ted Musgrave 32nd, 33rd is Jerry Nadeau, 34th Scott Pruitt, Daryl Waltrip is 35th, Andy Houston 36th, and uh, Rich Bickle now shown in 37th. He's followed by Ken Schrader in 38th, Rick Mast, Ryan Newman now behind the wall, along with Matt Kenseth and Bobby Hamilton. Let's, let's, go, go, to, let's go down to the pits. He came in the leader. That was Jeff Burton. He came back out seventh. The problem, a jack problem. The jack broke on the right side of the car, so that's the reason that they lost some time on Jeff Burton's car. And he doesn't have well, he has some laps left. 61 seems like a lot of laps left to get it done, but with Jeff restarting back there in seventh place and the intensity this race has been run here all afternoon, nobody's going to cut him any slack. He's going to have to really work to get back up there and have a shot to win it. Pace car coming off the banking in turn number four. Double file restart. Quite a line of lap traffic down to the inside. Earnhardt Jr. is the first car inside the leader, Rusty Wallace. Green is in the air. Rusty is long gone to turn one. Rusty Wallace leads the field into turn one. Ricky Rudd, however, in second, stays on his bumper as he clears the lap bar of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Steve Park now balk a little bit in the third spot. And Rudd is going to get a good run up off the bottom of turn number two. They'll go side by side into turn number three, and Ricky Rudd goes by Rusty Wallace. Here comes Earnhardt. They may maybe contact between himself and Wallace. That's going to allow Park to close in. Ricky Rudd leads for the first time this afternoon as he comes across the line. He will become the 11th different leader here today. Let's see how long he can keep the top spot. Top three spots, single file, and it turns one and two. It's Rudd, Wallace, and Steve Park. They break away from Tony Stewart in fourth. Ricky Rudd will head back to turn number three with the lead. He's got a car length over Rusty Wallace. Another car length back to Steve Park. They have broken away. Tony Stewart trying to get by the lap car of Dale Earnhardt Jr. Ricky Rudd's pit crew has done the job for him all day long, although he came out second this last round of stops just a moment ago. 
He is doing the job in the car. He grabs the lead, tries to hold off Rusty Wallace, doing a pretty good job of it right now in turn two. Tries to put a little bit of daylight between himself and Rusty Wallace. Has some good horsepower down that straightaway. Steve Park still in the third position. And Steve Park is closing in on the back end of Rusty Wallace. He runs in the third position, but he closes down through three, closes down even more in four. Front three cars, single file. They're separated by about five car lengths. A lapped car, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Then you've got fourth, fifth, and sixth. That's a good battle led by Tony Stewart in turn one. Tony Stewart protecting his fourth position from Jeff Gordon. Here comes Jeff Burton to the outside of Gordon. That would be the fight for fifth. It's almost side by side down the back stretch. It's a tough way to go around the outside, but Jeff Burton's going to try it on Jeff Gordon. Burton pinned up on the outside. He'll go by Jeff Gordon. Now he'll go by the lap car of Andy Houston. So Jeff Burton charging through the field. Everybody running as hard as they can now as the laps wind down. There'll be 57 to go, and it'll all be over here at Phoenix this afternoon. So if you're going to gain any positions, now's the time to do it while you've got a full tank of fuel and fresh rubber on the car. The leader's over in two. Rod continues to lead. Rusty Wallace now under attack from Steve Park as he clambers right on the rear bumper of the second place machine. Steve Park will look to the inside of Rusty Wallace. He'll have nothing to do with that, though. He'll slam the door on Park. The leaders race off four. Park using the same car he ran at Martinsville several weeks ago, actually a couple of months ago, and it is working well here at Phoenix. He's chasing Rusty Wallace for the second spot. Steve Park will try the high side this time through turns one and two. Nothing doing. He cuts back in the line. So it's still Rudd, Wallace, and Park. Battle is on for fourth as now Jeff Burton has caught Tony Stewart. Tony Stewart is there. Then comes Jeff Burton and Jeff Gordon. Those three cars, nose to tail. Tony Stewart trying to hold on. Jeff Burton no, trying to crawl back in. Also trying to move up and be a factor in this thing at the finish is Jeremy Mayfield. He's been working on Bobby Labonte for the last three or four laps around. Finally gets around him as they work their way off turn number four. Let's see if he can get around a couple of lap cars and get a little closer to the front. The first one will be the lap car of Andy Houston. Houston gets out of the way from Mayfield. So now Mayfield has a little breathing room between himself and Bobby Labonte. Bobby Labonte now is going to have to try to get by Houston as they go through the dog leg. And Houston's going to move up the racetrack. That'll open things up for Bobby Labonte as he sets his sights on Jeremy Mayfield. Labonte rides along in the eighth position, has to clear some traffic before he can deal with Mayfield. Further back, you've got Dale Earnhardt cutting his way through the traffic. He's now shown back in the ninth position. Got some hard work to do, getting through cars up in turn one. Dale Earnhardt to the inside of Joe Namajek, and it's Dale Earnhardt trying to chase the man that he's actually chasing in the points. That would be Bobby Labonte. And Bobby Labonte still has his hands full with Andy Houston. They run side-by-side side back to three. Dale Earnhardt and Joe Nemechek side-by-side. Side. They're hooked up in a big battle. Dale Earnhardt would like to get up there, get around Bobby Labonte, and at least gain a few points on him, not lose any here, at least gain a few with two races remaining after today. 260 laps around the scoreboard, 52 more circuits around Phoenix, and it'll all be over. Ricky Rudd leads Rusty Wallace, Steve Park, Jeff Burton, and Tony Stewart. Ricky Rudd shows the way in the closing laps of the Duraloop 500 here this afternoon. 47 laps to go, and Ricky has now moved out to a 7 tenths of a second lead over Rusty Wallace. Steve Park is third. Jeff Burton is fourth. Tony Stewart is fifth. Jeremy Mayfield is just past Jeff Gordon. He's now moved up to the sixth position. Gordon falls back in line in seventh. Bobby Labonte is eighth. Dave Blaney having a great day. His previous best finish was a 20th at Atlanta this year, and Dave is shown in ninth right now with Dale Earnhardt behind him in tenth. Let's go down to Blaney's pits and get an update on what's going on there. Well, let's talk to his crew chief, Doug Randolph. He's going to lean down and talk to us right now. He's giving times out to his driver. Doug, you told me before the race you expected a top ten today. You're up there right now. Yeah, we sure are. We fought this car all day, but we've seemed to get the setup right these last two runs. This team's coming around. We're struggling and fighting. We're going to be there soon. 
weather's been in and the sun's been in and out today. How's that affected your car? It's really affected our car. We were, when, as soon as the sun went in, we got tight. We had to work on it. We adjusted it pretty good. Now the sun's come back out, so we'll see what happens now. Got a few laps to go. All the fuel and all that's out of the equation today, so they're looking for a top 10 run today. Got a good, solid race team. That's no doubt about that. Right now, a pretty good scramble on the racetrack going on between Ward Burton and Dale Jarrett as they work their way back off into the corner here. That would be for 12th position as they head over to Dave. Working their way back around the racetrack here. That battle kind of settles down back in single file. Off turn number four, Ricky Rudd's margin now has grown to eight-tenths of a second over Rusty Wallace. And Weston Kelly, it looks like Ricky's getting stronger and stronger in the closing laps. That's what he's been saying the whole day long, that the longer they go, the better off they get. See if we can climb up here and get a quick comment from Mike McSwain, the crew chief. Mike, you guys seem to be better on long runs. Is that how it's been? Yeah, we've been real good on long runs all day. So uh, we're pretty happy to have been able to hold the lead right now. So it's about five or ten laps usually when we take over and really do good. So let's see if it happens again. How about the handling characteristics on the car now? Uh, car's pretty good right now. Ricky's not saying much, just driving his butt off. Not saying a whole lot. That's always good news. Looking to score their first win since Michigan, the second race in August of 1997. That'd be a very popular win if he could pull it off here this afternoon. There's no question about that. Right now, we're getting down to 42 laps remaining. Ricky Rudd brings him off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Rusty Wallace still has him very much in sight. Rusty's only about six-tenths of a second back. He's over in turn two. You're right, Barney. Rusty does have him in sight, but not close enough to make a pass. It looks like Rudd is strong. The man on the move is Jeff Burton. He is closing by very small increments, but he is closing from the fourth position. Another guy on the move is Jeremy Mayfield as he works to the inside of Tony Stewart. He'll bypass Tony Stewart and pick up that position as they race into turn number three. Mayfield is flat putting on the charge. Has swept down to the inside of Tony Stewart. Picked up the fifth position. Now let's see as Stewart falls back in line. Jeff Gordon behind him. And then Bobby Labonte. Can they do anything with Stewart going off to turn one? It is Mayfield, Stewart, and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Labonte, those four cars knows the tail. Mayfield eats out just a bit of an advantage over Stewart, who's under attack now from Gordon through the dog leg. Mayfield went by Tony Stewart one lap ago, and in that lap, he has stretched an advantage to some five car lengths, and now Jeff Gordon puts Tony Stewart under attack. Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, and Bobby Labonte. That trio works off turn four, back down to the start-finish line. Once Jeremy Mayfield got by Tony Stewart, he's starting to pull away, but again, he's a long ways behind Ricky Rudd. Here's a race for a second now, working up off turn number two. Steve Park is closing in on Rusty. They're going to hit the dogleg. Rusty Wallace has got the advantage, but Steve Park is there and looking to pounce. Rusty Wallace sliding up the banking. Steve Park will get a look underneath. Good, solid race car underneath him all day long for Steve Park. He had thoughts of making a move on Rusty to go all the way to the apron of the racetrack to pull it off. Rusty pinched him just a little bit and holds him off. They go back to one. Rusty Wallace takes a late entrance into turn one, trying to block the efforts of Steve Park. Wallace washes up a little bit on the exit of turn two. Steve Park not able to take advantage. Wallace was on the outside of the racetrack through the dogleg one lap ago, and that opened up things for Steve Park. It's going to be the same thing this time as Wallace moves up the racetrack just a little bit. Not enough for Park. And Ricky Rudd is loving this because it allows him to pull away even more as they fight for second and third. The advantage now, one full second for Ricky Rudd as the race continues for second and third. Two-car fight, now going to be a three-car fight as Jeff Burton 
joins the party. There knows the tail off of turn two, so it's Wallace in second, Steve Park in third, and a very close Jeff Burton for fourth. Jeff Burton now closing in. He runs for Steve Park third. Rusty Wallace holding down that second spot, but again, Rusty washes up the racetrack, opens the door for Park, but he's not close enough. Steve just staying there in case Rusty does make a slip. He wants to be in a position to take advantage of it. A little further back, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, and Bobby Labotti almost getting three wide, coming through three and four as Jeff moves around both of them to take over to sixth place and heads for turn one. And now Bobby Labonte passes his teammate for the seventh position. That would be Tony Stewart. Stewart moved over for Bobby Labonte, so now Labonte has clear sights on Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon through the dog leg. Then comes Bobby Labonte and Tony Stewart. All three of these cars separated by about four car lengths. Jeff Gordon holding on to that advantage. Three-way battle from sixth on back. Again, it is Gordon and Bobby Labonte followed by Tony Stewart. And we're just talking about Dave Blaney. He's starting to close in to make that a foursome as he comes down to the line. About seven, eight car lengths behind this three-way battle from sixth on back. It's still Gordon just by a car length in front of Bobby Labonte, then Tony Stewart. Blaney's going to have his work cut out for him. He's still about seven car lengths off the rear bumper of Stewart. And working through turn number three, Rusty Wallace still moving up that racetrack. Steve Park this time may have a run. Nope, can't quite do it. Rusty shuts him down again. Then Steve stays in the throttle, going to make him really haul off into the corner very fast. Can he keep the car down? It's Ford versus Chevrolet for the second spot. No, Wallace washes way up the racetrack. Keeps it off the marbles. Gives the second spot to Steve Park, who takes advantage is down to the bottom of the racetrack. Steve Park now beginning to pull away, and here comes Jeff Burton. He knows where the disadvantage for Rusty Wallace is. As Rusty goes high, here comes Jeff Burton. Burton trying to make the move down to the inside of Rusty Wallace as Wallace again slips up the racetrack. The race is on side-by-side for third as Ricky Rudd leads over Steve Park, Rusty Wallace, and Jeff Burton battling for third. Back at the Phoenix International Raceway, 284 laps in the record book, 28 to go. Ricky Rudd's advantage, just a second and a half, but everybody's still trying to reel him in. That 28 laps will seem like an eternity for Ricky Rudd. And Ricky, as he comes through three and four, is not that far behind from catching the tail end of the field. And there's about five, six, seven cars riding along there that he's going to have to thread his way through. And if he gets hung up in that traffic, it is going to allow second place Steve Park and Jeff Burton to make up some ground on him. They go over to turn two. And it's going to be an interesting battle for second between Steve Park and Jeff Burton because Burton has been closing on the rear end of the Steve Park Chevrolet. Burton's been just carrying that car as deep as anybody all afternoon into turn number three. Steve Park gets there, but every time he does, Jeff Burton cuts the advantage. Burton just slams it into the corner once he enters turn number three, chops down the distance between himself and second place Steve Park. Comes across the line, maybe two car lengths separate second and third positions. And while they race into turn one, I believe they are slowly reeling in Ricky Rudd, and Rudd bobbles just a little bit in the exit of turn two. He still has eight car lengths over the second spot of Steve Park. And Steve Park has about a five car length advantage over Jeff Burton, but again, we'll watch him into turn number three. Park on the brakes well before Jeff Burton, and Burton cuts the advantage down to one. Jeff Burton just stays there close enough to make a move if Steve Park's car should falter just a little bit. Why don't we get a report out of Steve Park's pit? I believe Winston Kelly is there. They've had a good day all day long. Let's see if we can get a thought from crew chief Paul Andrews, who's up here on the pit box. Your car's been good all day long. Have you got enough to reel Ricky Rudd in? You know, it's, it, we're pretty close. I think we've got a little bit for Ricky. I'm a little worried about Jeff Burton behind us. He seems to be real good in the long run. Our car's really good. We're well, let's have to see. You know, it's going to be a, a, really a big toss-up between all three of them. How about the changing weather conditions? Have they helped you or hurt you? Uh, it doesn't really seem to matter. Our car hasn't been perfect all day. It's been really good. Uh, we've made uh, probably a little small adjustment in this stop. It seems to be okay, though. Thinks they've got a little bit for Ricky Rudd, but also... 
Worried about Jeff Burton behind him. Steve Park and Jeff Burton have cut a little separation between themselves and Ricky Rudd right now. A moment ago, Ricky had a second and a half lead on him. It's down to 1.2 seconds right now as they work their way back down into turn number one and that big pack of traffic I talked about the leader catchings getting closer and closer. And I tell you, Barney, Ricky Rudd's not able to keep that Havoline Ford down to the bottom anymore, not like he was doing laps ago, and he's going to have lap traffic in front of him in about two or three laps. This is going to get interesting in a hurry. And right behind them comes the battle between teammates as Mayfield goes to the inside of Rusty Wallace. That's the battle for position, and right now Wallace goes up the racetrack and Mayfield goes by. Mayfield picks off the fourth position. Just ahead of them are Steve Park and Jeff Burton doing battle. They'll go at it side-by-side momentarily. Steve Park wins that particular battle. Jeff Burton falls back in line as they continue closing in on Ricky Rudd. Jeff Burton tried that outside line on Steve Park. That would be the fight for second. They're still nose to tail through the dog leg. And Jeff Burton closer this lap than he has been in the last several, and he will look to the outside as Park slams the door. Jeff Burton, though, is going to try the high side on Park. Now, Ricky's going to have a little bit of a problem, too. We've been talking about the fact that his car would not stick at the bottom of the racetrack. Well, let's pick up a scramble for second right now. Jeff Burton's making a run for it in turn one. Jeff Burton takes his car down low to the inside of the Chevrolet of Steve Park. Park has to back out of the throttle, or else he would have found the marbles in a hurry. Now he jumps back on the gas. They're still side-by-side for second. Second place being contested side-by-side. Give it to Jeff Burton by a bumper. Now he bypasses Steve Park, so move Jeff Burton to second. Burton gets the second spot, but he's a full second behind Ricky Rudd. But Ricky Rudd's got traffic to deal with. He's closing in on a heavy pack of traffic. First car he'll approach is Kevin LePage as he races into turn one. Kevin LePage makes the hand signal, moves out of the way. Ricky Rudd dives down to the bottom of the racetrack, but he still has not cleared LePage, exiting off of turn two. Well, he may have given him the hand signal, but he's been unable to get by him. Now he'll clear him through the dog leg, and right in front of him, the Waltrip brothers run side by side. So heavy traffic for Ricky Rudd. Kevin LePage was the last car on the lead lap, and now he goes a lap down as Ricky works his way off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Let's go to pit road. Let's see what Jeff Burton's crew's thinking, Barney. They've got by Steve Park. They've got Ricky Rudd to get by. Let's ask his crew chief, Frank Stoddard, if he can get by. Frank, if you got enough to get by Ricky Rudd. I don't know. Uh, the 28's been awful good all day long. We... we well, it looks like there might be some smoke. Caution. Yeah, All caution right, on so the speedway. Caution. And Ricky Rudd is locked up right in the middle of that over in turn three. And Ricky Rudd has been collected. There's no question about it. He may have hit the car of Mike Bliss as Bliss spun. He made contact with Rick Mast, and Ricky Rudd's car now erupts into flame as he heads down towards pit lane. A lot of flame out from under Ricky's car. It goes out as he gets on pit road. What a tough break for Ricky Rudd. Again, it looked like Mike Bliss's car bounced out in the middle of the racetrack over there. A couple of cars didn't see it until the last minute, and a big collision, and it collected about three or four machines. Let's go back to turn three. Well, all of this happened off of turn number two as they got to the trioval. Several of those lap cars that we were talking about that Ricky Rudd would have to negotiate got to get got crossed up. Rick Mast, one of them involved. Mike Bliss, one of them involved. He is crumpled down here in turn number three, but Ricky Rudd all over the brakes, unable to avoid him, collects him, and the right front torn up on the 28. Dan Hubbard, it looks like maybe that started in front of you in turns one and two. I glanced down there and saw Rick Mast going way up wide, and he nearly tagged the wall there. It was, and he was having problems just trying to keep it down to the bottom. Got on the marbles, but then stood back on the gas. He did not want to give up the position. They exited the corner three wide at turn two, and then it was just a jumble right at the dogleg, which is in the center of the backstretch. Everybody diving onto pit road right now as the leaders come down. Jeff Burton is in. Steve Park is in. Jeremy Mayfield is on pit road. Rusty Wallace is in. So is Jeff Gordon. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Snake bit, not a strong enough word for Ricky Rudd. The pinfoil team goes to work on the right side. Let's see how many two-tire stops 
Looks like it's going to be a two-tire stop for the Steve Park team. Yes, it is. 7.88 seconds. It's two tires for Jeff Burton as well. He'll beat him out now around a Jim Phillips. It's going to be two tires for Rusty Wallace. It's going to be two tires for Dave Blaney. Blaney's going to lose positions, but he got out ahead of Tony Stewart. Also, let's get the cars in front of Marty Snyder. Two tires for Jeff Gordon, two tires for Tony Stewart, but when he left, he almost hit Brett Bodine's car, so he had to slow down, then had to go against so Tony Stewart lost a lot of time on pit road. Man, how quick the fortunes can change in Winston Cup racing. At lap 295 right now, 17 laps to go, and we're under caution here at Phoenix. Back at Phoenix International Raceway, it is getting interesting. 15 laps to go as we work the caution flag. Should be getting the one to go. Another lap or two. Cleanup is continuing on the racetrack. Now, here's the situation. Ricky Rudd was leading the race, had led for 40 laps, got caught up in a crash on the back straightaway between the cars of Rick Mast and Mike Bliss. Bliss has been taken to the garage. Rick Mast is back there as well. Let's check in with Marty Snyder. And, Rick, what happened? Well, we were going in turn one, and we cut a tire down. and going into one. Uh, coming off two, and I was trying to uh, keep the thing out of everybody's way and go, went through the back stretch to that trial deal. Couldn't get it to turn there, you know, and going slow, and cars were going by, by me on both sides. And I guess when they were splitting, uh, the car splitting by me, then it opened up, and I think a 27 car, I was there, you know what I mean? And he, he probably hit me 100 miles an hour faster than I was going, you know, and I think I took out the 28 and all that. It's a shame that happened. I'm just I'm glad I ain't hurt. Boy, he hit me hard, I'm going to tell you. But that was the second tire we cut down today. I don't know. This wasn't our day, you know. We... We thought we came to Phoenix with high hopes. We, we tested at Homestead. It looked pretty good out here. Uh, you know, Team Kaseko, we got two more races left here, and uh, we're going to try to get them at Homestead or Atlanta. All right, Rick Mass done for the day. Rick Mass car got tagged from behind by Mike Bliss, and Mike's car shot across the racetrack, and Rick, Ricky Rudd had just committed himself that that lane would be open while all that colliding was going on in the middle of the speedway, and all of a sudden Bliss's car came right across in front of him. What a tough break for him. Let's check down on his pit real quick. Look at a report there in just a moment. Meanwhile, MRN Radio brings you complete coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. But we don't stop there. We follow the series almost every week. So now, why not take the time and call or write the radio station you're listening to and thank them for airing MRN Radio broadcast. Because listener response is the only way a radio station can determine what programs to broadcast. To let you know what station you're listening to, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR 2000. Mark Martin is the race leader. We told you he beat everybody up off the pit road, but Winston Kelly, he didn't really stop. Well, he did not stop. They were running 15th at the time and figured they had nothing to lose. Jimmy Phoenix talking to his driver, Mark Martin, on the radio about some oil that they see down on the racetrack on the back straightaway trying to talk to the NASCAR officials into putting more oil dry down. Now, whether or not that's necessary, they're trying to lengthen this thing, don't actually know, but Jimmy Phoenix awful busy now. But they figured they had nothing to lose. They wouldn't lose any more positions than they had since they were running 15th when the caution came out. So, Mark, right now at the head of the field, 299 laps have been completed. 13 remain, 12 when they come back around. Mark is the leader. Rusty Wallace is second. Jeff Burton is third. Steve Park would be fourth. Jeremy Mayfield fifth. Sixth would be Jeff Gordon. Seventh is Bobby Labonte. Dave Blaney's had a great day here. Dave's in eighth position. Tony Stewart is ninth, and Dale Earnhardt make up our top ten. Have 21 cars on the lead lap. The last of those is Brett Bodine, who was having even a better day than that. But Marty Snyder, he got tied up on pit road trying to get into his box. Well, that's exactly what happened. Actually, Tony Stewart was coming out of his pit box when Brett Bodine was coming into his pit box. Both of them had to come to a complete stop. That's why Tony Stewart fell from sixth to ninth, and that's one of the reasons Brett Bodine 
line has fallen so far back in the field as well. Field given the indication. One more lap. We'll go back to green flag racing, and they will take the green with the 11 laps remaining here at Phoenix this afternoon. This one's still pretty much up in the air. I'd say it's more up in the air now than it has been all day because we're getting out of the closing laps, and uh, suddenly some of the guys who weren't in that good a shape in the early going this afternoon have had time to adjust and get their cars right for the racetrack. You know, some of the, the, the biggest contenders for the win here started way back in the pack of the, back of the pack, and again, they've worked their way up to the front. Guys like Tony Stewart, who started uh, back in 37th position. Uh, other guys like uh, Jeff Gordon and uh, Jeremy Mayfield, who found himself a lap down after running out of fuel back before the halfway mark. I mean, all of a sudden, these guys are contenders here in the closing laps of this race. As a look at the uh, guys on the lead lap right now, it is Mark Martin leading, again, with 12 laps to go. Mark Martin, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Burton, Steve Park, and Jeff Gordon. That's the top five. Sixth is Jeremy Mayfield. Seventh is Bobby Labonte. Eighth is Dave Blaney. Ninth is Tony Stewart. And tenth is Dale Earnhardt. Eleventh is Mike Skinner. Twelfth is Dale Jarrett. Thirteenth, Ward Burton. Fourteenth is Jimmy Spencer. Fifteenth is Sterling Marlin. Sixteenth, Terry Labonte. Johnny Benson is seventeenth. Ricky Craven, eighteenth. Kenny Wallace, nineteenth. Kevin LePage, twentieth. And twenty-first, Brett Bodine. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Pace car behind the pit wall looking for the green flag with 11 laps to go. It is in the air, and Mark Martin comes up through the gearbox, takes off, tries to get away from Rusty Wallace. Rusty hangs with him in turn one. Mark Martin cannot shake Rusty Wallace. He's right on the rear bumper. Jeff Burton looked very soft in the third spot. Steve Park is in fourth, and they try to clear the lap traffic down the back stretch. Mark Martin's going to lead. He's got about a car length advantage over Rusty Wallace. Then comes Jeff Burton. Steve Park trying to get by the outside of Bill Elliott. He'll do that. Here comes Jeff Gordon. Everybody bunched up behind Martin. Jeff Burton from the third position looking to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Now he crosses over down to the inside. Challenges for the second spot. Here's Burton pulling down to the inside of Rusty Wallace. Let's see if he can pass him in turn one. They'll be wheel to wheel into turn one. It's Jeff Burton down low. Rusty Wallace trying to work that middle Wallace has the second spot, but Jeff Burton cannot get the run on him through the dog leg. And Mark Martin is able to pull away because of that side-by-side battle between Wallace and Burton. It's now single file, and Wallace is able to close back in. Give Jeff Burton all the credit in the world, though, man. He's done everything he could. He hung with Rusty as long as he could when they went off turn number two. Rusty just out-pulled him a little bit as they hit the straightaways. He's still there trying to get around and have a shot to win. They go back to two. Jeff Burton swings way out wide through turns one and two, trying to look to the outside of Rusty Wallace. Nothing doing there. Now he crosses over again down the back stretch. They're single file from first through fifth. And maybe not anymore, though. Jeff Burton took a look. Now he's going to fall back in line. Single file. Now he'll swing wide on Rusty Wallace. The battle is on for second. Here they come back into turn number four with Jeff Burton looking to the inside of Rusty Wallace. That last time through turns three and four, Tony Stewart had a problem, got punted from ninth back to 14th. He's struggling to get back in line. Second place battle in turn one. Again, it's Burton working the high side. This time it sticks just a little bit better, and the drag race is on once again for the second spot. Wheel to wheel, door to door. Jeff Burton on the outside. Rusty Wallace on the inside. Gives second spot to Jeff Burton. He now sets his sights on race leader Mark Martin. Can he hang on to it? He made the move the hard way. He went around the outside to get by Rusty to take over the number two spot. Now the factor becomes time. Seven laps to go. Can he catch Mark Martin and then get around? They're back in Can he catch Mark Martin, and will Mark Martin have anything for Jeff Burton? Martin has only a car length and a half advantage over the charging Jeff Burton. Here comes Jeff Burton as they hit the back straight away. The advantage is about four car lengths. Make it two, make it one. Here comes Jeff Burton. Mark Martin trying to hold on. Teammates trying to battle out for the win here this afternoon. Six to go when they come down to the line. It is Mark Martin leading by three car lengths over teammate Jeff Burton. Then Rusty Wallace and Jeremy Mayfield racing to turn one. Still single file into turn one. Although Burton lets it skate up just a little bit. Now he looks to the inside of Martin. Nothing doing there. 
Battle is on for third between Mayfield and Wallace. Mayfield looking to the inside. Wallace is up top, trying to get a fender underneath. He'll do it. Mayfield comes to second. Burton goes to the outside of Mark Martin. Two sets of teammates running in the first four positions. Mark Martin works his way off turn number four. Jeff Burton, his teammate, tried to get underneath him, couldn't do it. Back in third place, Jeremy Mayfield hangs on to that as they go back to turn two. Burton looked at the inside of Martin, and Martin blocked his progress. So now Burton goes to the outside. The front end of the Ford slides just a little bit. The battle is on for the lead through the dogleg. Jeff Burton has been strung on the outside of the racetrack all afternoon long. He'll make the pass stick. He goes by Mark Martin. Jeff Burton to the lead. Here comes Jeff Burton now taking the lead with four to go when they come down to the line. He begins to pull away from teammate Mark Martin, and Mark Martin starts falling into the clutches of Jeremy Mayfield. Mayfield dives down to the bottom of the racetrack. He wants to get this pass done early, not to let Jeff Burton pull away too far. Mayfield takes second spot away from Mark Martin and now sets his sights on Jeff Burton. Jeremy Mayfield goes by Mark Martin. Martin back to third. Then comes Rusty Wallace. He's fourth. All of these cars single file with the exception of Bobby Labonte and Jeff Burton. They're door to door. Mark Martin held on to the lead for about seven or eight laps. He has lost it now, and he's fallen back to third. Meanwhile, Jeff Burton pulls way out front right now as Mark Martin's about to lose third place in turn one. Mark Martin does lose third place, third place to Rusty Wallace. Steve Park now takes advantage of the inside of Rusty. Battle is for third, door-to-door through the dogleg. Steve Park down on the inside. Rusty Wallace pinned up top. Park going to try to make the pass. Stick down in turn number three. Tries to get a fender up alongside. He'll do that. They're side-by-side. Here comes Park. Here's Jeff Burton, though, leading the way off turn number four coming down to the line two laps to go he has a full one second lead over jeremy mayfield burton has the lead but mayfield is coming jeremy mayfield drives into the corner deeper than anybody right now steve park washes up way up high for the third spot rusty wallace tries to take advantage to the inside this is the best battle on the racetrack at least for the moment rusty wallace trying to get third place back from steve park he'll try to get a fender up alongside as park washes up the racetrack and wallace will come to the inside and jeff burton comes down looks for the white flag one lap to go, sees it, and heads off to turn number one. Can Struggle at turn number four. Scott Pruitt slams the outside wall. Let's pick up the leaders off turn two. Final time off of turn two. It's Jeff Burton by about five car lengths over Jeremy Mayfield. They're still side by side for third. Jer- Jeff Burton all by himself. He'll get to turn number three. He's got seven car lengths on Jeremy Mayfield. Burton heading to the checkered flag. Cars involved in the crash out of harm's way. Here comes the race lead and down for the win. It is Jeff Burton scoring the win two in a row. Yesterday in the Bush Series, today in the Winston Cup Series. Behind him in second spot will be Jeremy Mayfield, Steve Park is third, Rusty Wallace fourth, and fifth is Bobby Labonte. It was indeed Jeff Burton's weekend this weekend in the Arizona desert as he takes over the top spot late in the race and comes home to score the win here in the Duralube 500. Great run by Jeremy Mayfield up and down all day, losing a lap, coming back to finish in the second spot. Steve Park strong all afternoon, Rusty Wallace and Bobby Labonte, but I guess the tough luck award goes to uh, Ricky Rudd for the problems he had. Let's go to Pitt Road. Well, Jack Roush, quite a weekend for Jeff Burton. Uh, Jeff Burton is the man on these flat tracks. You know, Frankie called a nice race. Uh, you know, the race had its ups and downs. They came through. It was wonderful. Had a gamble by Mark. Uh, pretty darn good considering. Yeah, Mark had not been good enough to pass cars, but he felt he'd be pretty good out front. So, uh, you know, it looked like he might hang on even uh, better than he did. But that was uh, by far the best choice they had. And the winning car owner, Jack Roush, hits the victory lane with Jeff Burton. And we'll be going down there and also visit with some of the other top finishers in a minute. 
Jeff Burton came to Phoenix, Arizona, determined to win, and win he did two days in a row, winning the NASCAR Bush Series running of the Outback Steakhouse 200 yesterday and following it up in similar fashion, winning today in the Checker Auto Parts Duralube 500. Burton scores the win his fourth of the year over Jeremy Mayfield, Steve Park, Rusty Wallace, and Bobby Labonte. We'll go to victory lane in just a moment. First, let's hear from the runner-up, Jeremy Mayfield. In the same car that he dominated at Rockingham before having problems there, Jeremy Mayfield, I guess the best place to start is when you ran out of fuel. That seemed to put you behind. Did you have any warning that it was going to run out? Hey, man. On, buddy. You did great. As he gets a congratulations from Rusty Wallace, yeah, any yeah. idea it was going to run out? No, not at all, man. We thought we had plenty, uh, plenty of room, plenty of time there, and I was coming down pit road. And by the time I entered it, that's when it ran out. And uh, they didn't give no warning, just all the way out. And, then, you know, that cost us a lot of time. We got a lap down. But that shows how strong this mobile one forward, uh, Penske Racing, uh, Damn tour says, you know, I mean, it's awesome. It's uh, just real, real proud of these guys. The engine shop done a great job, and uh, maybe we got that monkey off our bike now. I tell you what, you had to battle back. Tell us about coming back up through the field. It was tough, you know. Tri position was everything, and uh, once you get a lap down, man, it's harder to fight your way back up there. And uh, we just kept going, kept digging, and uh, strong race team here. Proud of them. He ought to be proud of them. They came home second after going a lap down early. Steve Park had a great run today. Let's hear from him. And a nice run for Steve Park. Seemed like the car was very good at the end especially, but it wasn't quite as good on that last run. Uh, it was. We pitted for two tires because we knew everybody else would, and uh, it was the right thing to do. We just we just couldn't get this Penzoil Chevrolet exactly where we needed it. We just had to do a we had to do a lot of driving out there in order to get it to, uh, to finish in the top five, but we're happy with that. I think we're the highest finishing Chevrolet, and we had a good race today, so I'm real happy. I want to thank the engine guys. This thing turned ton of rpms all day long and held together so uh you know great race team great race car great engines and goodyear brought a, a fantastic tire here so uh we're just real thankful seems like you were very affect- affected very little by the clouds or the sun no our, our car pretty much stayed the same we adjusted towards it and we knew how to make it worse but didn't know how to make it any better so uh we went back to the way it was the best and uh and just stuck with that and just moved around some air pressures. Now they've been consistent lately, eight top tens in the last 12 races. Steve Park comes home third. Rusty Wallace started on the Bud Pole here this afternoon, led five different times, looked to be the man for a while. He has to settle for a fourth-place finish. Winston Kelly's with him. Well, a lot of people would be happy to be disappointed with a fourth-place run. He gained a lot of points today, and you were just telling us where the car was off just a little bit at the end. Yeah, it was a good car all day long. We led a lot of laps, but we're a solid top three, top four car throughout the day. But I just needed more right rear spring. I probably had a little bit too soft a right rear. I needed a little bit more right rear spring. And I kept taking wedge out trying to make it turn better, but make it turn better in the center, make it loose off. So it, you fix one problem, screw up the other. But uh, it was a good day for us in points, good style of run for the middle light Ford Thunderbird, and I'm real proud of all the guys. And you had some good battles there with your teammate and also with Steve Park. Yeah, Jeremy was really strong throughout the day. I mean, he'd come from, a, from way back to the front, way back to the front, and I had a little battle with Steve there. But uh, I really thought with 10 to go and right side tires, I could have held him off. But, man, they were just too tough for me. He started from the bud pole and came home fourth. Gained points today. Rusty Wallace pleased with his run. And another gentleman who gained a few points was Bobby Labonte. Let's hear from him. And there is a big smile on Mr. Labonte's face. And it uh, seemed like the clouds and the sun were just killing you. And the clouds, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd handle one way and the sun you'd handle another way. And it never seemed to really hit it today. No, it's, uh, you know, it was really good all day. It just, uh, you know, had a little bit of pushing it at times and a little loose at times. And it uh, seemed like the guys that were really good, they didn't have that problem. So, you know, we're just really excited that we finished in the top five. It's a good run for us. And, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, didn't, didn't get a scratch in the car. So that's really good. So we'll have uh, something to take to Homestead next week and uh, race really good down there, Hope. That last caution seemed to help you because you got around a lot of cars on that last little run. Yeah, I got around Jeff and Mark. You know, Mark didn't have tires on. And, uh, you know, when they – I almost opted to say, why don't we stay out like Mark did. But, 
you know, I was afraid if we got going green and, you know, you know, might, might, not, might give up a little bit too much. But still, I think it was a great call. I got two tires and, uh, you know, passed a couple of cars and finished the top five. Uh, we really didn't have a top five car up until then. Starting to feel a little better? I feel good beforehand. <laughs> about the championship, we're talking about the smile getting a little bigger for Bobby Labonte. He finishes fifth here at Phoenix. Jeff Burton finished fourth in this race last year, fourth the year before that, and comes back this year and wins. Again, winning on Saturday and today as well in the Checker Auto Parts Duralube 500. Let's go to victory lane. Well, Jeff Burton, it looked to me like most of the day you had the best car. You just couldn't get in position. Was that the case? Well, we did uh, We did lose our track position every now and then. We, uh, you know, broke a jack in the pits, and then we had a lug nut hung up one time. We just didn't have a good day in the pits, not because we don't have good guys, just because it didn't work out for us. But um, I thought us in the 12 car were the two fastest cars for sure. Uh, just a good day for us. You know, it feels really good to get Sitgo Superguard in victory lane. Um, feel bad for Ricky Rudd. He, he looked like he was in good shape. We were going to catch him, but catching him doesn't mean you're going to pass him. And uh, Ricky is all, obviously a great race car driver. His wins are coming again. I mean, he's he's showing everybody you know, he can still do it, no doubt about that. So you felt like, but, but even without the caution, the last caution there, that you were catching Ricky Rudd enough to get to him? Well, we were going to get to him. I'm not saying we were going to pass him. Uh, you know, passing, catching Ricky Rudd and passing him is two different things. We certainly were going to get to him. We were a little bit faster, but uh, that doesn't mean we were going to win. He was, in, he was in great shape. And, um, you know, I thought the two best cars – for the majority of the day, finished first and second. I felt bad for Jeremy, too. He got a lap down and made it up, came back and finished second. So that's two weeks in a row he and I have run really great and had things, you know, happen to us that both hurt us, and this time we overcame them. You put on uh, two tires on that last stop. Any thought about putting four? None at all. We uh, we saw Jeremy put on two early in the race, and he really went fast on them. Uh, we put on two and, and went really fast on ours. There was no question what we needed to do. Frank made a great call. He put on t- wanted to put on two early in the race, and he put on two, and I didn't want that, but come to find out that was the right thing to do. It taught us what we needed to do for the rest of the race. Going to another track similar to this, uh, optimistic? Well, we are optimistic. If you look at um, the last four months, you know, how many laps we've led and how we're running in the front, we're real proud of that. We've uh, we struggled in the middle part of the year, but we've overcome that and running better now than we've ever run. So I'm real proud of my guys for not getting their head down. And we spent a, we've worked really hard the last – uh, I'm real. T- I'm tired of it right now. We've we've tested a lot. We've worked really hard. Um, this has been a team effort. All of our engineering support. Everybody has worked to to get us back in line. And uh, I'm real proud of the the team effort we've been able to do. Jeff Burton completes a sweep here at uh, Phoenix, winning. We might try and see if we can get a word with Ricky Rudd a little bit later, if possible. And then uh, we'll take a short break, and we'll be right back. Back at Phoenix International Raceway, where Jeff Burton has won the Checker Auto Parts Deer Loop 500. Time for Barney and me to select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestest Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break. What do you think? I, I think Jeremy Mayfield. Jeremy got a lap down a little bit earlier, and his team uh, worked to get him back. And, of course, he did the job on the racetrack. And if you can do that, overcome a lap down and finish second here and have a good shot at winning, that's about as good a break as you're going to get. So we'll give the award to Jeremy Mayfield. Ray Bestus Breaks, the official brakes of NASCAR, awarding $500 in the name of Jeremy to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. We said we'd try to get a award with Ricky Rudd. I think Winston Kelly has been in that area. Winston, any possibility of getting that done? Absolutely, Ricky. Just walked, walked out of the holler. I guess the place we got to start first is, did you see, how'd you see it unfold in front of you, the wreck? Well, it was one of those things. I saw Rick Mass look like he had a flat tire, and he was trying to get control of his car. It looked like he had control of it, and... Uh, I'm not sure exactly who's fault. I mean, I hate to say blame late, late anywhere, but uh, we saw the wreck happen and we saw the flat tire. It really wasn't a wreck. It was just had to avoid a slow car. And I, I guess the 27 didn't see it and run right square in the back of them. And uh, I caught all the all the repercussions of that wreck just landed right in my face, basically. I looked like we had a nice clear lane, no reason to hit the panic button, and then all of a sudden it all broke loose. 
How about your car? We talked to Michael McSwain. He said it was better on longer runs. They seem to be catching you just ever so slightly there at the point when the wreck occurred. Well, really, we were, I was racing that margin. They gave me the time split, and uh, I could squeeze a little out of it when I needed to, And uh, but the, the trouble was you're playing tag with that wall coming off turn two. It's one of those deals I'd, I'd look really – well, I ended up doing it, I guess, wrecking anyway, leading the race, but it would look uh, kind of stupid taking myself out by banging the wall. So I could squeeze a little out when I needed to, and we kept keeping that little margin about the same. And I wouldn't say it was going to be a cakewalk to the end, but I felt like I could hold them off. I uh, could keep that margin the same. Uh, as it turns out, it didn't, didn't make any difference. Well, you're good on flat tracks. Maybe that monkey will get removed next week at Miami. I hope so. I've never seen anything like it, I'll tell you. But it's, it's, just, it's good to be running up front leading races. I guess if you got a wreck and go out and went out in a blaze of glory leading the race, I guess it's better than being in the middle of the pack or last. It took a wreck to keep his top five string to be broken. Ricky Rudd still able to manage a smile after a wreck that took him out while leading the race. Tell you what, if you keep running like Ricky's team has all year, as, as we've said before, the law of gravity, if nothing else, is going to give you a win. So uh, Ricky came so close again today, but not to be. Let's take a look at the rundown. Jeff Burton will win. Jeremy Mayfield finishes second. Steve Park ran third. Rusty Wallace finished fourth. Bobby Labonte was fifth. Mark Martin posted a sixth-place finish. Jeff Gordon came home seventh. Dave Blaney had a great day. Dave comes up with an eighth-place run. Dale Earnhardt finished ninth, didn't gain any points on Bobby Labonte, lost about 15. The official standings will be out tomorrow. Dale Jarrett finished tenth. Mike Skinner was 11th. Ward Burton was 12th. Jimmy Spencer finished 13th. Tony Stewart, 14th. Sterling Marlin ran 15th here today. Johnny Benson was 16th. Terry Labonte was 17th. Ricky Craven, 18th. Kenny Wallace finished 19th. Brett Bodine was 20th. 21st went to Kevin LePage, 22nd to Wally Dollenback, 23rd to Jerry Nadeau, 24th to Joe Nemechek, and 25th to Ted Musgrave. Finishing 26th today was Bill Elliott, 27th, Dale Earnhardt Jr., John Andretti was 28th, 29th was Kurt Busch, and 30th was Elliott Sadler. Robert Presley came in 31st, 32nd was Michael Waltrip, 33rd, Daryl Waltrip, 34th was Scott Pruitt, Rich Bickle was 35th. Andy Houston comes home 36th, 37th is Ricky Rudd, 38th Mike Bliss, 39th Rick Mast, 40th was Ken Schrader, 41st Ryan Newman, 42nd was Matt Kenseth, and Bobby Hamilton finished 43rd. 22 lead changes today among 12 different drivers, a very competitive race. Caution flags flew six times throughout the course of today's race. 21 cars finished on the lead lap, and again, uh, we were under the caution flag six times today. Very clean race and a very competitive race, about what you always see here at Phoenix. Yeah, it was a pretty good pretty good race all, all day. Not only was there some good battles for the lead, but there was some good racing back in the pack uh, all the way back through about the top 20. And as we said a moment ago, what, the 21 cars finishing on the lead lap. But you just have to really feel for Ricky Rudd. Uh, sooner or later, it's got to happen. He's got to get that win. Hopefully so. We move on from here to the Homestead Miami Speedway next weekend for our coverage of the Pennzoil 400. Our broadcast coverage starts on Friday afternoon with Bud Pole qualifying, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Then on Saturday, the Miami 300, final race of the year for the NASCAR Bush Series. MRN Radio airtime is 1245 Eastern. Then on Sunday, a week from today, the Pennzoil 400 by Discount Auto Parts. On the other side of the country, we'll be there with live coverage. And, of course, they still have tickets available. Call the Speedway Ticket Office and join us for a great weekend in South Florida. Throughout the course of this week, be listening for NASCAR Today, daily news and information on NASCAR racing. NASCAR Live on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Eli Gold talks to the stars of NASCAR racing and the world of racing. Commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. On our broadcast today, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Marty Snyder, they took care of business on pit road for us, handling the action out of the turns, and there was plenty of it, Dan Hubbard and Jeff Striegel. Our spotter today was Tammy Striegel. For Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. Our congratulations to Jeff Burton scoring the win here in Phoenix International Raceway in the Duraloop 500. MRN Radio. 
coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from the Phoenix International Raceway. Sponsored by Team Monte Carlo, the cars more champions depend on. Chevy will be there. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By Aaron Sales and Leasing for Less, racing to save you money. Two-way communication by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radio. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By Budweiser, guaranteed fresh with our exclusive Born On Date, the day your Budweiser was made. By Polaris, proud manufacturer of the Sportsman 500 the best-selling automatic ATV in the world. And by Napa, where NASCAR fans get their parts. The executive producer of MRN Radio is David Hyatt. National sales manager, Steve Harrison. Affiliate relations, Cheryl Marzello. Director of production, Fred Armstrong. Director of operations, T.G. Alestock. Chief engineer, Harry Howard. Broadcast engineer, Joe Cooley. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of the Motor Racing Network. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.